It wasn't my fault. You stole my car. Where is the trust in this house? When I get confirmed, I'm going to be a man. So how come I can't drive? Oh, you really want to get into this, huh? Who was that man that we had to pick up at camp last year for bedwetting? That was the year before last. You could have killed those girls. Now, that would have been interesting. What? What did you just say? Death just shows the ultimate absurdity of life. What is this? Are you trying to get me to lose my temper because I'm about to put you through that goddamn window? See? That's what I mean. Life is absurd. Don't say that! God forgive you! There is no God. Hey! Where is this coming from? What, what do they teach you to scrap at school? Welcome back to episode 126, The Mark of the Beast of Gundam at MHQ. This is one of your hosts, Neo, and I'm joined here always by Chris and Solbro. Guys, say something. The saga continues. Something. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Solbro's listening skills, mm-hmm. unsatisfactory. Yeah. Your progress report, you're getting a four on that, Solbro. Another day at the office. Yes. <laughs> Chris. You're getting a two because there is no one. <laughs> All right. All right. But uh, yes, this is episode 126 of Gundam at MHQ. And in this episode, we're just going to be doing one topic. And I guess we could actually call this uh, 125B almost uh, as, as, as what was noted in episode 125. We had some, a little bit of uh, timing issues. So we ran a little long and we were unable to do our quarterly cleanup of the mailbag and voicemails. So we are going to have one episode here just dedicated to everyone's voicemails to clear all those out and to get up to whatever point Chris uh, feels like on the um, on the mailbag. So um, that's, that's going to be it. So if you're looking for any reviews or uh, rantings or straight talks or anything like that, it may not happen in this episode unless... Um, one of these uh, articles in the news section uh, draws the ire of Solbro or Chris. But guys, anything before we get into um, the news? I'm good, man. I'm ready to rock, man. I'm sure you got a ton of news to go through. And before we begin, we have to mark this as a sad time because one of... I probably think uh, I, I could probably go on a limb and say that this is a uh, was kind of a favorite actor of all of ours, and everybody knows uh, recently was it Games Gandalf- Gandolfini died unexpectedly. The uh, the iconic actor from The Sopranos in the lead role of Tony Soprano, and that was pretty shocking. And and to celebrate, uh, I have to go on travel this week, and I will be with my HBO Go app, and I'm going to do a marathon <laughs> of The Sopranos uh, from start to finish because. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. And, that uh, means having to watch season six. Ooh, yeah, well, that, that's true. I understand. So bad. But so there's bad. so many other good seasons, though, Chris. Just watch up to season five and pretend that's the end. 
do the, do the, better, the Desco better, Ganger thing. It's, it's a better non end Season 5 is a better non-ending than the ending of Season 6. <laughs> and I may do that. I may do that because, yeah, even though I wasn't completely ass-raped by Season 6, it, I will admit that it does have some of its issues. The, and, the only yeah. thing worthwhile about Season 6 was seeing uh, What's-His-Name get run over on the head by the uh, SUV. Oh, Phil Leotaro? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, him, and, him and his eyebrows. No, what got me was everybody's reaction when they saw it. That mm. was the crap that happened with all the people like at the freaking convenience the gas store. station. Now that's yeah, how you yeah. end an episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that was cool. And now we'll be doing some Neo's Listener Submitted News articles. And always you can post those on the Neo's Listener Submitted News articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk Forum. And coming to you from the Larry King Memorial Studio. You are the king! You are the king! Is uh, the first one comes from Rodimus76. And this is just going to be quick and, quick and dirty. And I'm sure a lot of people have already seen this. But uh, he's taken, he's got a link here to the Gink Tyrant, and uh, it's got the impressive trailer to EA's new game, Titanfall, which has got giant mecha robots in it. And I'm sure, um, you know, with E3 happening about a, a week or so ago, and all of the hubbubaloo uh, with that, uh, I'm sure most guys have checked it out. Most of our listeners have checked it out. And I'm oh, sure Solbro and Chris have uh, checked it out, as I myself have. But if you haven't or you just want to watch it again, click on Mr. Rodimus 76s uh, submission there. So, uh, and thank you for that. How, um, guys, uh, any early opinions? Um, you know, of course, this being, uh, being coming off the Internet, so you have to right now say, will this be a failure or a complete success? Will this be <laughs> game-changing innovation disruption, or is this just bad? I mean, the game looks cool. I mean, you do parkour. In 30 seconds or less. You do parkour, man. But um, I heard in the game you can't Gundam jack, man. You can't jack someone else's suit, man. You just can't do it. And it's like, yo. It's what? not a real robot, then. It's not maybe, real robot, Maybe bro. there's a DLC character of a war orphan. I hope so. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Most powerful character in the game. I would laugh. I would laugh if the general buys this game and plays it online, mm-hmm. and his name and his uh, screen name is War Orphan seventy six or something like that. Oh, nice. he he wouldn't nice. because because console wise, this is a, an Xbox One exclusive, and he doesn't have a gaming PC, so oh, you will yeah. not see the general playing this game. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> he needs to get PC'd up. <laughs> no, he's well, not part. He's not part of the PC master race. Oh man, neither am I. But I got one, so I I I do have that option. I'm I not... think I'm switching allegiances. If I ever get time to ever play games again, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, I'm just gonna have Jose send me some spec. I've already been talking to him. Just send me some specs or you know whatever, and build mm-hmm. something for me because. Uh, yeah, I just he's, I can't deal with this other stuff. But thank you. He's Shinjuku Station's PC builder. <laughs> uh, thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. Next one here comes from FlameX. And FlameX, I'm just going to critique your post beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, last episode, uh, and I'm sure I know this was probably posted afterwards, mm-hmm. or uh, beforehand, actually, where I noted this. So it's don't, don't feel too bad. I'm not getting on you. But I will now ask that everybody use follow Mr. Silver August's a format of displaying survey news with the survey news alert because it makes me <laughs> takes my eyes right to that. And uh, this is uh, coming from 
GameSpot.com. It sounds like Survey is collaborating on a Ghost Recon movie. That Ooh. sounds kind of cool. Ghost Recon, man. Get yeah. out of here. I haven't played that in a fuck ton while. That's the first... <laughs> so I used to love that game. That was the first fuck. Xbox game I ever played, man. The Ghost Recon, whatever one was on that system when it launched, man. That's the first one I ever played. Well, That's crazy. It's announced by Ubisoft. Ubisoft, not Ubisoft. That's their uh, hot sauce uh, <laughs> division. Is uh, Michael Bay and Warner Brothers Pictures are uh, working to produce a feature film based on the uh, Tom Clancy series of games. So um, you know, and wow, God, Ghost Recon was back debuted in two thousand one. Wow, so long ago, huh? And uh, the the last title that was released was Ghost Recon Online, which was released uh, last year in August. So um, keep you posted on that. And hey. Well, survey. what I find interesting hmm? there, aside from the, the survey news about it, is that if you look at it, Ubisoft is basically taking the Marvel approach to a video game movie. Mm-hmm. In yeah. that, rather than just licensing out the name and the story to some studio that doesn't know anything or care about video games, it'll just make some garbage movie. They're financing and producing these movies themselves, lining up the talent, and having them completely within their creative control between this between um, the Assassin's Creed movie with Fassbender. Uh, they're going to do a reboot of Far Cry. So I hope that if this works out for Ubisoft, that more more game companies follow their example and get more hands-on so that we stop getting all these terrible movies like Resident Evil. Oh, yes, man. If we could put put Paul W.S. Anderson out of work, please. Please. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest with you, this might be the new... Um, this may be the way that video games starts to move on. You know, the industry moves on and stuff like this where you got kind of um you always hear about video games being a bigger than the entertainment industry so maybe oh. this is the case Ubisoft is, is, they've always been the smarter of the of, of a, a lot of the video game publishers out of there they're from canada yeah. <laughs> except for letting uwe bull make far cry in the first place oh my yeah. god yeah well that, that, that that's probably that's probably what ago. drove him into this direction but uh yeah i mean they had one of the best presentations at e3 when it came down to, uh, to it and um yeah i'm glad to see they're going in this direction they also must think they also must think that Watch Dogs will be a big hit since they're already making a movie about it and it's not even out yet. Damn, son. Damn. And you know the Ghost Recon movie is going to be good. It's Survey the Military Explosions equals smiley face. Come on. Uh, so thank you, Mr. <laughs> Flame X, for your submission. Uh, Rodimus76 gives us another link to a trailer. And uh, if anybody needed any uh, help sleeping later on uh, at the, the end of this year, uh, there's the trailer <laughs> for Hobbit, the next Hobbit movie on there. So... Uh, Thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, and uh, I think all of our uh, all of our Wait. listeners with Insomnia, thank you on that, too. So. Hold on. I have a question. For anybody who's seen the trailer, Chris, I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen it or not, but... Um, of course I've seen it. Are there... I, I know that um, are there Orlando... in this one? I know that Orlando Bloom is back playing Legolas, but there's yes. another dude in the movie that looks like Orlando Bloom without, like, the blonde hair. It's not him playing the dual role, is it? Or is that clearly some other guy? That's some other guy. Okay, why does he look like Orlando Bloom? There's a scene where they're they're right next to each other, and it's like, wow, that looks like Orlando Bloom from Pirates next to Legolas, who clearly Orlando Bloom portrays. So it's like... I guess it's some other that's, dude that just that's looks his, like him. That's his little-known little brother, uh, Kissimmee Blue. There you go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. a joke that only people from Florida would get. Indeed. <laughs> that's funny. All yeah. right. Well, thank you, Mr. Rodimus76 there. And um, 
it sounds like uh, Solbro's got some they got some questions on this Hobbit movie. So there Indeed. you go. Indeed. Oh man, I don't think I've seen this poster before. This must be a new poster. Lee Dell underscore Grim Angel. So if this is your first post, uh, thank you. And uh, oh man, this is horrible though because this comes from the Times of India website. India, you know the the country. Um, uh, they're given they're developing robotic soldiers to replace humans in warfare. Mm. Right now, I hear the cries of Trace Kusharanada. <laughs> yes, it looks like um, they have a project under by. Uh, it's going to be robots are going to be developed with a high level of intelligence to enable them to differentiate between a threat and a friend. Yeah, that's how freaking Terminator started. Um, yeah, and, and and the threat is that Pakistan. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> if I'm Pakistan, I think I'm pretty worried right now. During the initial phase of the project, the robotic soldier will be required to be told by the human soldier to identify an enemy or a combatant, but slowly, but but slowly in due course of time, the robotic soldier would be at the front, and then the human soldiers would be assisting him. Yeah, this has just got robot apocalypse written all over us. I mean, do have these people even seen a movie that was made in the last twenty years? Maybe I mean, my God! They probably they probably bought it off of some. Uh... <laughs> pirated DVD off the streets of New Delhi or, or uh, Kolkata. So yes, I would say they probably at least, seen. At least we know where Ground Zero is going to be. <laughs> yeah, it says here uh, one of the representatives says the need for the robotic soldier is felt to save precious human lives, and already robots are used in areas where humans do not want to venture, such as defusing bombs or getting inside high radiation territory. Yeah, but that's for oh, this is. I don't know. I guess it's time for me to start up my uh, subgroup Oz to uh, stop all this. <laughs> so thank you, Mr. Liddell Grim Angel. Actually, it's just an excuse so I can wear those freaking cool-ass uniforms. There you go. So <laughs> <laughs> I got to find an excuse somewhere. Between that and Rathacon uniforms, I'm good. <laughs> uh, but thank you for your for submission. And... Um, um, next one here, and I'm just going to kind of put this, unless there's stuff coming about games from new consoles that are like mecha related or maybe a big deal, I don't really want to hear anything else about the consoles. So I know, I know people, it's exciting times and stuff like that, but just push back on those uh, posts about the consoles. We could care less um, at this point. So, um, uh, but, but thank you for your post. No, neither the same. So uh, thank you on that. Next one here comes from uh, Rodimus76. And that new movie, Elysium, there's a TV spot. And there's some information on the link here from uh, Geek Tyrant. So uh, you guys getting getting excited about this movie? This is the one about the... Um, coordinators. The coordinators, yeah. Indeed. And they got some Pat Labor-looking robots, it says here, too. Well, that, that, that's from a short, that's a short uh, movie that uh, Neil, Neil Blomkamp did called Chappie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no! Sorry, it's the, Chappie's an upcoming movie that he's going to be working on, but he made a short film back in two thousand three. I have I'm, I have it in front of me. I mean, oh, would, I'm, so, would I'm you sorry. Want me, would you? Oh, I mean, should I oh, just turn over oh, everything to you, Saul, bro? No, no, I'm sorry. Damn, but uh, I mean, <laughs> I know a little bit about this shit. Go ahead. No, it's uh, there, there's a there, there was a uh, Sony Pictures a recent release a uh, TV spot for the new uh, film Elysium, mm-hmm. and there's also some information for the next film. That's a, it's actually a sci-fi comedy. That's uh, that's interesting, and it's going to be called Chappie, and it centers on a ridiculous, quote unquote, ridiculous robot character. Um, so, and it's um, you know, so 
I guess it's based on his popular short two, short film from 2003 called Terra Val. Have you guys ever seen that, Chris? Mm-hmm. Maybe? No? no? I don't know? Okay. I have so, uh, yeah, check that out. So we'll keep you posted on that. And Elysium is scheduled to be released on August 9th. So all, all I know is for, for a, pure, uh, a pure and blue world. A pure and blue world, huh? Yeah, when I hear coordinator, that's all that I think. Huh. Are you going to wear – all right. Did you is, did you get your uh, white suit from the cleaners and stuff? Are you ready to go? <laughs> yes. Are you now hanging out with uh, a couple crazy guys? One that likes to listen to house music all the time and <laughs> read I even, books. And <laughs> I even bought a creepy cat. Oh, oh. So you're going uh, <laughs> you're going that route, huh? Creepy cat yes. route. Nice. Yes. A creepy cat or grumpy cat? Is it, creepy cat is is he related to grumpy cat? Possibly. Ah, down in the genes. So thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. Oh, you come back again. <gasps> All right, here we go. Uh, this is coming from the Gundam Guy blog. There is a teaser image of uh, the uh, new Gundam. And uh, let's see here. It is the Strike Rouge Oratory Equipment version. Man, wow. So if you're into some models, and this is the Strike Rouge Phoenix equipment that was appearing in the Mobile Suit Gundam Sea Destiny HD remaster anime. Um, it looks like just kind of a, a different type of ale pack, to be honest with you. With uh, actually with a kind cannon of, and a sword slapped on. Yeah, it almost looks like um, God. What was the thing that uh, Haro flew that Saji sat in? The riser. It almost kind of looks a little bit like that, possibly. Huh, interesting. So all you, it's a 1-100 model, so all you um, model fans out there, um, keep going. And thank you, Mr. Rodimus76. And uh, he has another post here. It's a busy day for him. Um, man, Terminator 5, you guys excited? No. <laughs> so, bro? Uh, I, I heard some news yes about no. it recently. Are you, but Are you excited? Yes or no? Um, maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, guess who's going to be back? Um, Arnold? Yes. <laughs> so aren't you going to be even more excited now, Chris? More excited? No. Okay. Well, thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. Um, EA Net Dude here has a, tra- uh, has a link to the new Elysium Extended Theatrical Trailer, so check that out if you want to um, see some more about that, uh, uh, of that upcoming movie. So you guys check that out. It's a great trailer. It shows a lot about the movie. Cool. It's a lot more than uh, the previous one and, and Matt Damon's character. Cool. So, all right. Well, thank you, Mr. EA Net Dude, for your submission. Uh, next one here comes from Rodimus76, and this is uh, linked to Kotaku, and it's showing the first eight minutes of the new Ghost in the Shell series. Have you guys uh, checked this out? I have not. So, um, I did. First impressions? Good stuff. Soul Bro? I haven't had the chance to see it yet. I didn't even know the, uh, the the trailer was out yet. I mean, sorry, not trailer, but the first eight minutes were previewed. The only thing I saw was the thing with the Windows, uh, with, with uh, sorry, the Microsoft Surface. That's the only thing I saw so far. All right. Well, and I'm sure you saw then the, the other important news, Soul Bro. What's that? About who picked it up. Oh, yeah, I, I did see that. I did see that. And I was about to and, say and it who, who was it that, that picked it up? Funimation, also known as Funimation. There you go. <laughs> and and folks, you you heard it here first, if you recall. 
Yeah, that was kind of, yeah, that was kind of uh, spilled a couple months ago, yes. wasn't it? Yes, <laughs> oh, it was. You did indeed. Yeah, kind of those if you if if you if you blink and you miss it type of moments almost, or not really blink, but maybe listen and you may miss it there. So yeah, um, interesting, interesting stuff. So definitely looking forward uh, to the new Ghost in the Shell coming out because Ghost in the Shell is always some good stuff. And Mr. Rodimus76 has that link, and you can check that out. And it's going to be released on, uh, in Japanese theaters on June 22nd. So it was uh, released yesterday, or actually today, I think. I'm sorry. Yes, today. And uh, it's going to be on the Japanese Blu-rays in July 26th, and it's going to include uh, English subtitles, hopefully not closed captioning. So thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. Wilder here has... Um, some good news, and this is uh, new Gundam manga, and uh, I'm sure Chris is, he, he did the Chris dance on this. There's new uh, Gundam 0083 uh, anime uh, inspires a new manga adaptation, so they're going to uh, Katakawa's Gundam Ace Magazine will debut a new manga adaptation of Mobile Suit Gundam 0083 Stardust Memories, and it's August issue, and um, it's going to be, uh, it's the first chapter is going to be about 40 pages or so. So, you guys excited? Carrots for everybody. <laughs> boy, can't wait to see Nina Purpleton again. Oh, boy. It's going to be some good stuff, huh? Wow. And yeah. Get, and the, God, Stardust Memories debuted in 1991. So long ago, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, thank you, Mr. Wielder, for your submission. And uh, next one here comes through. This is the first one from an even Austra- evil Australian. Oh. It's from Vent Noir, the most dangerous of all of them, the, the, the crime lord of uh, Australia. And uh, he actually has a link here to uh, the Nerdist.com, and they have a little article and some pictures of Pacific Rim action figures. So, um, nice. yeah, yeah, pretty cool. So uh, I know what I'm playing with. I know what I'm asking for for Christmas. So, but uh, thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. And next one here, uh, Chris, remember that the apocalypse was canceled, right? Yes, as far as uh, I heard. I don't know if yeah, it was Yeah, it was Idris Elba canceled it. He canceled it because, um, you know, it just needed to be Cause it can. canceled. Because he can. Uh, Mr. Rodimus76 here has a link to the geeklogi.com website. There's now a new timetable for... Uh, the apocalypse, and this is coming from Stephen Hawking, and he's saying basically we got a thousand years to escape Earth. Damn it, we need to get going because uh, yeah, I guess he was he was speaking in um, he was speaking at an event, and he basically said um, it sounds more or less he's he's kind of shilling for uh, the you know NASA and stuff. He's like uh, quote we must continue to go into space for humanity. If we understand how the universe operates, you control it in a way, adding, uh, we won't survive another thousand years without escaping our fragile planet. So uh, some doomsday news, but uh, apocalypse news. So, Chris, put that back on your calendar. Uh, okay. Apocalypse, <laughs> thousand years from now. So I don't, I don't know if Google Calendar goes up that far. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to wait for the next update, right? Possibly. <laughs> So uh, thank you, Rodimus76, for that. And uh, man, he's got he's got uh, Rodimus76 coming back with some Robo Apocalypse news. And there's now oh, this is awful. There's now a robot that is built to run like a cat. So 
not only are real cats a menace to society, biting you and scratching you for no freaking reason, now we'll have robotic cats that are going to turn on you and bite on you and kill you. So um, it's uh, this, this is just bad. So, guys, anything about the – are you ready for these robo-kitties? Cat- cats weren't bad enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So – then we'll need to invent robot dogs to fight them. There you yes. go. We do. But uh, thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. Oh, the next one here comes from Tochiro. And this is coming from the Anime News Network. And Japan, you know, the country, it's decided to dub the uh, movie Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. And it's got a whole bunch of voice actors. And uh, Tochira says, Armuro and Shar are here to cancel the apocalypse. They are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and um, uh, Toyo Fuyuma, who's known as basically Armuro Ray, he's mm-hmm. going to be Newton Geisler. And I think that's the main character, right? The white no. guy? No, that's the doctor who uh, was played by Charlie Day from. Oh, um... okay. okay. No, no, no problem. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. Um, and then uh, Ikeda, Sir Ikeda, is going to be Herc Hansen. Uh, I don't know what character that is because, to be quite honest, um, I can't get past anything with Pacific Rim past the trailers. I know I should probably read up on what the cast is and his stuff, but uh, I can't get enough of giant robots hitting kaiju with uh, oil, uh, oil tankers. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm pretty simple-minded like that. But, yeah, it's, uh, definitely kind of a who's who here. Of uh, What's surprising to me is that the uh – the actual Japanese character in the movie is not dubbing her own lines. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. <laughs> I don't understand that. Isn't that kind of weird? I wonder why that like, is. Like, we have a Japanese woman in this movie. Why not have her dub her own lines? Yeah, I wonder why that is. That's just b- bizarre. It must be something with the contracting or whatever. I bet Who that's knows? what it's got to be. And uh, the Pacific Rim is going to uh, premiere in August 8th in japan so uh all those folks living out in japan you're gonna have to wait a little while so but i, I know there's probably some ways to um to, to preview that uh so thank you mr tochiro for your submission oh this next one here i i i don't know if i've ever had this poster before uh chris uh poster chris is uh this comes from the theme park insider.com website and uh transformers the ride 3d opens officially at Universal Studios Orlando, so uh, yeah, it it it's uh, it's open. Have you guys had a chance to uh, take a take a gander at it yet? I haven't had a chance to go yet, but it's pretty exciting. That it's finally open. Where did they put it? Do you guys know? Where? It's Where? um, it's closer to the like near to the San Francisco area, sort of like okay. before that, like right at the the southern part of that lake. Okay. Okay. So it was under mega construction when I was last there um, for Horror Nights. And the last time I was in Orlando last month, I went to Islands of Adventure. So, no, I have not uh, seen it. But a friend of mine who works at Universal, he already wrote it when um, they, they did the soft opening. And it's exactly the same as the Transformers ride that's in uh, L.A. Yeah. yeah. And this is actually the third one because the initial one was uh, debuted in Singapore in December yeah. of 2011. So. Yeah, definitely. All those folks in uh, Florida or whatever, if you have a chance to be in Universal Studios, um, Orlando, definitely check that out. And thank you, Poster Chris, for that submission. And yeah, who is that guy? Yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 
going on here. So um, next one here comes from Kon73, and he says here, some time ago, Chris joked about this in a past podcast episode, but it's now a reality. And let's see what he's talking about because he's got a link here to gizmodo.com and uh, Tomy's got self-transforming RC cars that they're debuting. And this is freaking awesome. Yes, the title here is Tomy's self-transforming RC cars could be the greatest toy ever. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> this is freaking cool. So you have... Until you put artificial intelligence inside of them. <laughs> oh, damn it. And, they, and, they, and then they, uh, they link up with your Roomba and they try to they plot against you. Damn it. Yes. My and balcony. They, they, tape, they tape machine guns to the Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> steak, knife to the, <laughs> take steak knife to the RC car. My balcony is soon going to be filled with just electronical gear <laughs> at night. It's a good thing I, I, I live a few stories up. <laughs> so nobody yeah, but then those, those robot spiders that Gene Simmons created, they can climb up the sides oh, of the Oh, damn it. I hate those things. Why you got to bring that stuff up, man? Damn it. There's, there's no place for you on this earth that's safe from the robots. Oh, that's why I'm secretly building the Galactica in my backyard. But uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Poster Kon 73 for that. that. Those are pretty damn cool. I'd like to see some videos of those working that'd be that'd be pretty cool stuff next one here comes from burtman 4 and wow i you know you, you kind of get lost with all the uh re-releases of uh classic shows on blu-ray i kind of thought this would have been done but i guess it wasn't um and he's got two links here from uh gundam wing the uh the gundam wing Jap uh, japanese site and crunchyroll.com gundam wing blu-ray box set uh, the first box set's going to cover episodes 1 through 25, and it goes on sale November 22nd of this year. And the second one uh, covering the remaining episodes is uh, comes out January 29th of 2014. Next, um, each box set's going to be the low price of 29,400 yen. So, uh, <laughs> um, but I'll be honest, I kind of thought that that was already done. So it was kind of cool to um, to see that because. Not yeah, for that it, price. It has not. Um, they haven't gone through all of. They haven't even done like half of the shows in Blu-ray yet. So yeah, man. And you thought that you thought just because of the sheer popularity of Wing, it probably would have been one of the first ones they did. But you know, hey. but uh, definitely, um, definitely uh, kind of cool stuff there. Thank you, Mister Burtman, for for your submission. And next one here comes from Bent Noir, Evil Australian. And it looks like there's going to is coming. There's going to be a September release listed for the next Code Geass Akito the Exiled video or uh, episode. So we'll keep you posted on that. It's looking like it's going to be on a pre-home video limited theater run scheduled for September 14th in Japan. So hopefully, sometime after that, we might see that because. Uh, God, it seems like forever since we uh, reviewed that. Well, this this thing is really turning into unicorn because that episode was supposed to come out in the spring, then it That's got delayed to summer, and now it got delayed again to September. Hmm. That's what I kind of thought because I remember when we reviewed the first episode, it was kind of the understanding we would have it was going to be a quicker uh, turnaround time. Yeah, well, clearly that's not working out for them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So thank you, Mr. Event Noir, for your submission. Uh, the next one here uh, comes from Mechton GM, and he's got a link, and I haven't seen this yet, so I'm going to have to check this out after we're done recording. The first full trailer of the live-action Gotcha Man film. Yep. You, have you guys seen it? How's it watched, looking? Watched it last night with uh, Majors and, uh, and, and The Wonder. It looks good. 
Okay. Uh, cool. Look. It looks it looks um like it has a decent budget. Um, uh, I I I wonder if the people behind Yamato are working on it, but I'm not 100 percent sure yet. But it, 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 it so far it's solid. Cool, cool. I'll have to check that out after this. And thank you, Mr. Mechton GM, for your submission. And we're gonna finish up the last one here with Yokozuna Bulldozer with his submission. And um, man, this is some good news. I know Chris was probably excited to hear this. Um, it's coming from Time. Uh, doc, dot com. It looks like Grumpy Cat's going to get his own movie or her own movie, actually. So, Chris, are you, you excited about that? No, no. <laughs> are you off the Are you off the Grumpy Cat train now? Since, since no, I'm, I'm I'm being appropriately Grumpy oh, Cat in my response. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, she's going to go from uh, being a internet cat meme to now a full um, uh, uh, full movie star, and it's. The cat's agent, which is hilarious, Grumpy Cat's agent, has sold a one-picture deal for a Garfield-like feature film in which Grumpy Cat, whose real name is Tartar Sauce, will star and, yes, talk. Grumpy Cat is no stranger to the film. And, of course, uh, it's, her YouTube channel has got over 120,000 subscribers and over 20 million views. So, um, yeah, definitely some... Uh, some cool stuff there. And thank you, Mr. Yokozuna Bulldozer, for your submission. And all those folks out there that want to ever have any news, you can always put it in the Neo's Listener Submitted News Articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mechatalk Forum. And I, I thank you for all your uh, submissions. And, guys, any news that you wanted, Solbro, anything you wanted to spoil uh, before we move on to uh, Hopers and Dreamers um, Corner? Uh uh, uh, spoil. I, the news is over, so <laughs> there's I, nothing to spoil. Um, holding back anything. Um, there's a new Transformers trailer out for Transformers Go, the uh, the new animated series that's at, coming out in Japan soon. So it looks pretty interesting. It's all cell shaded uh, robots. So um, shaded robots. It, it, it doesn't look half bad, but uh, it's probably got an emphasis on on children. I don't expect it to be as good as Prime, but I'll check out the first couple episodes no and see how it's like. No heart and soul. <laughs> Chris, any any news from the MHQ side that anything that we missed that you need to uh, to get out there before we move on to Hopers and Dreamers Corner? No. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Now I will give this over to Soulbro and Chris. Soulbro, the 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 leader of the Hopers and Dreamers movement, and Chris, the uh, killer of all hopes and dreams, with <laughs> Hopers and Dreamers Corner. Must be. Well, thank you. Um, welcome to the Hopers and Dreamers Corner. If you guys ever want to make submissions, uh, head on over to mechatalk.net. Click on the Gundam section of the uh, podcast uh, uh, section of the forum, and then um, you can submit your hopes and dreams that you would like to get read on the show. And the first one we have today is from none other than Die Gundam Lagan. And uh, he writes, A Bioware or another developing studio that is potentially just as talented game where the combat puts an emphasis on mecha with elements from Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Even better, a Gundam game with a Mass Effect style universe slash Earth sphere. Macross can also be a good idea too because of relationship options. Um, I do know that, uh, to answer to answer your hopes and dreams, I do know that Bioware does work on the occasional licensed project, pro, pro, project every once in a while with Star Wars and uh, a little known game based on Sonic the Hedgehog so I don't see it ever happening because I don't I don't know if they have an interest in, in doing anything that's Gundam or Macross related but I would love to see that if that was possible. Chris? If you want to play a Bioware game with robots in it, it's called Mass Effect 3. 
you're right though you're absolutely right <laughs> I, you know what's cool is that if they take influence if they take any kind of influence from from macross or our gundam and you know if they have any little uh um, little little homages to them in those games i, I think yeah, that's careful that's careful with those get. homages I, I'm, I'm good with that if, if they happen to do that sometimes but um just don't jj them indeed <laughs> but all right we'll move on to the next one um and thank you Dai Gundam Lagan for your submission um next up is G-Soul 888 and um oh they just agree that uh this is an absolutely amazing idea and that would be awesome so that's uh that, that backs up uh Dai Gundam Lagan's uh hopes and dreams if we'll anything. make it happen though indeed <laughs> Angel Wing Zero writes Star Wars Episodes 7 through 9 actually being good. Also, Disney using the Star Wars Legacy story as a feature. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Um, I don't even have to say anything. You better hope that Lindelof don't get on. <laughs> or, or, um, or, or C or um, Kurtzman, Kurtzman have anything to do with those You know movies. what, though? It's funny, though. I, I kind of think about this because... I feel now that with Star Wars fans, there's a whole generation of them that just bitch. So even if, let's just say these movies are good, and Mm -hmm. say they're on par with the original prequel, or the original uh, three movies and all that stuff, and I still think they're going to still try to find fault with them for some reason, because it almost just seems now that all Star Wars fans are just angry and broken and battered wives. I I won't ever say that it's all of them. Um, It's most of them. that there's some of the older ones that have reason to have 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 a reason to bitch over the the, the prequels. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you when you scorch the earth like that, you know, you're gonna you're gonna turn up to have some people who are embittered about it. So I, I don't know. You can't please everybody, and you shouldn't live your life trying to please everyone. And I, I honestly think those movies will be seven through nine will be more enjoyable than uh, one through three. So um, that's all I can ask. And I, I certainly hope they turn out to be at least entertaining and and well directed. Well, I, I'd be careful though because. Mm-hmm. The lens flare is strong in this one. <laughs> Bring your sunglasses. Lens flare is the new midi chlorians in this trilogy. <laughs> and, and you know, sometimes uh, we like to take a, a, a something that's been done already and just redo it again and 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 and, and reverse everything. So. I don't honestly I really don't think it's going to be bad. I mean, I know a lot of people bitch about Disney taking over it and stuff like that, but if Disney has shown us anything when it comes to something that they're really big into and they want to make sure that it it works well, uh they're going to do what they can. Does it always happen? Maybe not, but I can't see them going in this with just um, you know, half-heartedly and not trying to, you know, put something quality out. Because this would be a huge boon for them. Yeah, that, that, that huge is- boon. Three <laughs> three movies, and then all the countless tie-ins with the theme parks and TV shows, and yeah. So there's a lot riding on movie seven, and yeah, they can't afford to debauch the franchise that he just purchased by making a bad film. So I don't think they'll botch it, but no, I mean, I don't think so I think either, there's. But, I, mean, I think they can't afford to. I think people need to tailor no. their expectations. Yeah. Well, I, as for your second question, them using the Star Wars legacy um, story as in a feature. I don't know if they will, but I mean, they might take a little bit of uh, inspiration from that. I know that there's a lot of fans that have read the books throughout the years, and it is possible that maybe the guy who's writing the screenplay or has written the screenplay has taken little, 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 little moments from those books and and put a spin on it, or maybe he didn't. Honestly, don't know. But um, I I guess we'll see in the first trailer when that drops sometime in the future. But uh, I, I hope for your sake they do. But uh, 
Yeah, well, I guess uh, thank you very much, Angel Wing Zero, for your submission. And uh, Hunter Slasher 13 writes, Ever since I got a PS Vita on launch day, I was hoping that this device would be successful, as successful as the PSP. That's a little harder nowadays since the portable gaming market has drastically changed in the recent in the recent times. I also realized that uh, I sorry I realized that, but I hope many game gamers get their hands on this wonderful device. In my honest opinion, I do hope that Sony and third-party developers support this device because right now there isn't much to play on that Vita other than Persona 4 Gold. <laughs> Damn. I know um Gundam's own Dalo Dalo Arlance. He's a he's a big um uh, advocate for the Vita, and uh, he thinks it's a really good handheld system. And I, I think it's pretty impressive. Um, it's up to Sony to, 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 to break through the, on, in the handheld market, and that's really tough to do since Nintendo pretty much runs it with an iron fist. Um, I mean, the Vita is the superior machine, but you definitely got to have the, the software there to support it, and hopefully uh, a lot of developers are working on kick-ass games for it, and maybe it'll have some kind of uh, uh, in-depth uh, tie-in to the PS4 when that comes out, so it gives that system new life as well. Uh, uh, Chris or, or Neo, any thoughts on this? I thought it was being integrated with the PS4. That was it, my it, understanding. It is, but I mean, I, I haven't seen any examples of how they plan on do it, doing it or what games is going to work with or, or all that stuff. So, uh, we, I was under the impression once your PS4 comes out that you were able to play it on there, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know the details. Chris, any thoughts? I wouldn't really count on it because they've they've been talking about this ever since the PSP. Like, oh, it, look, it integrates with your PS2 barely, or now it integrates <laughs> with your PS3. And then with the Vita, it's like, oh, it integrates with your PS3, but it doesn't really. And now it's going to integrate with your PS4. I mean, they keep trying to do this, and they keep talking about it, but no, nothing that they've done has delivered on that so far. So I wouldn't expect the PS4 to somehow prop up the uh, the Vita. Damn. And I think, too, the handheld market is there's a little bit of, um, you know, unexpected, the unexpected popularity of uh, smartphone games and the fact that you can buy games now for a buck or two and, you know, basically play them when you're on, you know, on, on the train or waiting for something. I think that I think that makes it's going to make it a little tougher for the PS Vita and, pro, and possibly. Yeah, the, but even then, those aren't those aren't core gaming experiences. Almost all of those games are it's just a glut of endless runners and tower defense. I understand that. But I'm saying, you know, it, it's one of these situations where, um, you know, the handheld market was always a weird market anyways. And it would go through, uh, you know, fits of things so I, I don't know i it's this is just we'll just have to wait and see when all this stuff comes out because yeah i have a psp and a, and a, a ps3 and that integration was just like okay whatever so <laughs> it didn't do much to me so whatever no no problem yeah if anything uh if the psp is any example we 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 may not see too much of an um impressive thing but uh Oh, who knows what the future can hold? And uh, thank you very much. Disappointment, indeed. Embrace yourselves. <laughs> you have to eat. But thank you. Thank you very much, Hunter Slasher 13, for your submission. And last submission is by none other than Rygens. And he writes Hopping on the Hopers and Dreamers scooter of awesomeness. I, but I would like to see a Gundam Seed Astray OVA. <laughs> those, OVA, <laughs> those OVA promos really got a lot of people excited that a new series would get made based on Low Gear and Guy Murakumo's adventures. And in my opinion, the mangas were much more exciting than the main series with Jesus Yamato and Youthless Athrin. 
Peace out. Well, if you want to see those uh, in, in motion, just take your mangas mm-hmm. and just flip them. And just, you know. Because <laughs> it works like that. Cause, and, cause, and, and put the seed soundtrack on in the background. Yeah, because <laughs> this, this, this is a big hope and dream. And I normally don't, uh, you know, come in before Chris, but I got to say, uh, Chris, what do you think? Uh, Gundam Seed a straight OVA or Gundam Seed movie? What's first? <laughs> or the apocalypse? <laughs> Out of those things. <laughs> Uh, Evangelion the movie. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, live action one. Okay. Yes. Oh, geez. Um, I, and I, I also have to take issue with the Astray manga because they started off pretty good, but yeah. they turned to garbage later on. So yeah. careful what you wish for there. They kind of degrade. Although, I mean, if they if they did make an animated series, I would hope that the staff writing it would 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 would, would bring a consistency of quality uh, that would make it decent. But yeah, I, I, at this point in time, the the IP so old, I don't think they would do anything with it. But those, I, I do agree, those shorts are pretty cool, and the manga at least started out pretty cool. So, Gundam um, Seed Astray OVA, directed by Fakuda. <laughs> Let's hope not. It'll all all it will be will be flashbacks of the short of the bottle shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh, thank you, Rygens, for your submission. And uh, I just wanted to, to, to pop this in here. It's not really a hope and dream. It's just a comment on um, the earlier submission by Die Gundam Lagan about the Bioware game. Uh, the foul sorceress from the uh, sorry from the, uh, the those who smell bad on the outside podcast uh, uh, sbopodcast.com, He writes, uh, "Um, guys, Bioware already did that like 15 years ago." And he puts a link to a game called Shattered Steel. And he yep. says for people to go buy it. So um, props to you, Val Sorcerers. Thank you for pointing that out. And uh, definitely check out Shattered Steel and see what that's about if you guys are dreaming for a game like that. And um, that's it for the Hopers and Dreamers Corner. Thank you, everybody, for the submissions. And I turn the mic back over to Neo. All right. Well, that's uh, good stuff there. Good hopes and dreams that got crushed. Thank you, Chris, for crushing. And uh, thank you, everybody, for sum- uh, submitting. And um, without further ado, we'll go to our first and only topic of this episode uh, voicemail and mailbag cleanup you're listening to Gundam at MHQ. This is Stephanie Shea, and you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. What do the Anime Addicts Anonymous hosts think of My Little Pony? If you're a dude older than 12, (laughs) you really should not be watching My Little Pony. And if you are, go eat some chicken wings. Anime. I'd rather watch the Smurfs. Smurfette was hot. Addicts. I'm pretty sure I set a few My Little Ponies on fire when when I was a child. Anonymous. No, that's cool. I'm just saying, like, My Little Ponies burn real nice because they're made of plastic. Podcast. Visit us at aaapodcast.com, iTunes, Facebook, and live from Japan on Ustream.tv. Greetings. I am Andrew Cook, the host of Pretentious Internet Theater. Each month, 
I bring you the finest in literature that internet fan fiction has to offer. Join us, won't you? At tinyurl.com slash pitpodcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes pretentious internet theater. In about ten minutes, he's going to be as sober as a priest on Sunday. Ten minutes. Why do we have to cut these things so goddamn close? Back to Gundammit MHQ. This is Chris, and we're going to be jumping into our long promised last episode, but never delivered extended mailbag. So we're going to blow through everything. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Starting with your voicemails, which you can leave at 305 792 8324. And our first voicemail comes from Rob, aka philly gundam fan happy new year everybody and i have two questions i don't know if there's any accurate way to quantify or estimate this but i've always wondered uh, how many listeners does gundam have exactly uh, i'm not sure if like if you know how many individuals there are or whatever but i'd always wondered um second did you guys get any anime related gifts for christmas or robotica uh the kwanzaa bot brought me robotech the complete series broken blade the uh, blu-ray fastener blu-ray and of course uh the greatest anime ever Ever, according to the trolls, Evangelion, the con- entire series on the Platinum Edition. So I'm psyched to see that, but uh, we'll see how that goes. So how many Gundam listeners are there? We do keep track of that because we do have statistics in um, Libsyn, our dashboard that uh, has that information. So uh, we do have access to that information. Hmm. And in terms of the other question, Mecha Christmas gifts. Did you guys get anything? Because for our listeners, this question was submitted soon after the start of the new year, hence the Happy New Year. Oh, oh okay. Um, anything Mecha related? No, I did not. I can't say I, I got anything Mecha related either. Uh, not, not this year anyway. Same here. So our second voicemail comes from Albert. Hi, I'm Albert from St. Charles, Missouri. And I was wondering where you guys buy your Gundam and anime music. I'm sick and tired of getting Korean bootlegs. <laughs> it, would, it would be great to support the official release in some way. I know it's a little bit more expensive, but I would just like to find out where you get all your hit music. Also, have any of you guys played the Gundamverse series that's in arcades, but mainly on PS3? Because Amazon has a few decently priced copies, and I was wondering if it was possible to survive without any knowledge of the Japanese language. Where do you buy Gundam and anime music? Well, it's usually a mix of places. Uh, sometimes I get stuff on Amazon if it's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll get things from local stores or conventions if it doesn't look like some kind of obvious bootleg. <laughs> but that can <laughs> <Yeah>. be tricky. <laughs> um, I, I used to buy a lot of uh, uh, anime music uh, at... Uh, uh, at a local store that used to be here, uh, Florida Oriental Trading, but then uh, they they closed down a few years back. Um, Amazon really is the the place where I go nowadays to get stuff, um, and conventions whenever I go to one. Yeah, I'd just say uh, Amazon or even eBay because sometimes things are out of print or very hard to find. So, yeah, internet's got that market cornered. 
<laughs> and on the second question of have you played Gundam Versus, uh, yes, I've played multiple of those all the way back to Federation versus Xeon, Gundam versus Zeta Gundam, um, Gundam versus Gundam Next Plus. I own on the PS3 Extreme Versus, which is highly recommended. So that is definitely a game that uh, you should pick up. And the lack of Japanese language knowledge doesn't impact it at all because most of the menus are in English and it's just simple shooting arcade style action. So. Absolutely. No language required. I um I know I got my start playing uh, uh Gundam versus uh sorry not uh, Mobile Suit Gundam uh, Federation versus Zeon on the old uh on the old uh, Dreamcast when that came out years ago and then uh, one of my favorites is uh, Gundam versus Zeta Gundam on the PS2 and um, I recently got the uh, chance to play Extreme versus thanks to uh, one of our listeners and host of the uh, the fan chat uh, episodes for Gundam uh, Nasty Nate he brought a copy of Extreme versus out here during the MegaCon weekend and I got to play the heck out of that um, you can find some of that footage on um, our Gundam YouTube channel. Um, and just like Chris and Solbro have been playing up there, the only caveat that's a little different is I have not had the chance to do Extreme Versus, but yeah, I've pretty much been there since uh, Federation vs. Xeon came out and all the different iterations of uh, the Gundam Versus games. And yeah, I will third it. Uh, great. Uh, most of them are pretty good fun. Some are better than others. And uh, if you ever have the opportunity to check them out, definitely do. Also, just to throw in as an extra little jab, uh, mm -hmm. with a Japanese PSN card that Dale gave me for my birthday, Ooh. I bought some Extreme Versus DLC, mm -hmm. starting with Strike Noir, which is the general's favorite suit. He loves this because it's as black as his heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's got it's got foot cannons too. And the very first thing I did was start up a game with that suit, take a picture with my phone of the Strike Noir, and text him ha 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 look what i have <laughs> that's awesome and he was none too pleased yeah that, that could get could get the general's fire right there i could imagine oh man um, yes any other dlc did you pick up you get that in machine she's mm -hmm. let's see what else um they actually gave away they gave away high new gundam i believe as a free Ooh. dlc oh, that's wow. which very you know very uh surprisingly generous of them i also bought zy gundam which is a pretty crazy suit mm. and what else did i buy um there's a bunch of junk i didn't buy oh i bought uh gold frame amadu which is also a crazy suit oh okay cool awesome, so man. that's what i purchased damn it son i want that game shit <laughs> well nothing's stopping you from getting it you yeah can just you know Go right buy it at the Amazon. Convention or, or imported from Japan. It's cheap now since. Yeah, uh, it's the greatest it's hits now. The greatest hits. And our next question comes from Mobius Diablo. Please, Chris, regale upon us the top five reasons why you hate Independence Day. I don't know if I need five to get through this because it's, it's just such a really bad movie. The script <laughs> is terrible. It's just. It's just so cliche. All of the characters are cardboard cutouts. Mm -hmm. Crazy stuff like. Oh, yeah, the president, yeah, he's going to fly a fighter jet. And drunk Randy Quaid, he's going to fly a fighter jet, too. And let's have, um, you know, Jeff Goldblum create a virus on a Mac. Not just a Mac, but a pre-Steve Jobs return Mac. <laughs> and somehow this virus that he created on this primitive Earth computer from the mid-90s will somehow infect this ultra-advanced alien ship. Like, how would he even do that? And it does. I only got one thing to say about that, man. Welcome to Earth. 
Yeah, it's it's just it's just such a horrible script. I mean, the effects were cool for the time, but the characters are cliche. It's just a more and more of Roland Emmerich and his disaster porn because mm-hmm. that's all that that guy does ever ever since after Stargate. And aside from Stargate and The Patriot, all he ever does is disaster porn. Yeah, if, <laughs> if a White House is not getting blown up, it ain't a party, man. <laughs> Shout us the White House down. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's just such a, a horrible script. And I also, it, it bothers me that when that movie came out, they were advertising themselves. This is Fox patting themselves on the back as, you know, the, the Star Wars and the Star Trek of this generation. <laughs> That's a bold statement. It's like, no, you are not the Star Wars of this generation with your garbage, disaster porn, stupid aliens movie. Hmm. I'd rather I'd rather watch Mars Attacks. That's Ooh, a better ouch. alien invasion movie. Ouch! Jesus Christ! I'd rather watch neither. <laughs> Damn. I'd, I'll be oh, honest. I'll, I'll watch both. Oh well, man. I I got burned out of that movie because my dad. My dad watched that movie all the damn time as if it was the greatest movie ever made, and I lost I lost interest in that film after about the second time I saw it in the theaters. Um, I thought I thought it was fun the first time. It's a popcorn movie. It's it serves its purpose, but um, now that they're making a sequel to it, I don't I I don't know. I'm, I, I, hopefully Roland Emmerich has become a better director since then, but I have to see Given 2012. Given that all that he's done is disaster porn. Hey, hey, hey you know what? I, Seriously, the, I would say no. The trailer for White House Down does look intriguing, but mainly because of the two leads. Um, outside of that, uh, I, I don't. I, I still think it's going to have a lot of his shortcomings in it, but uh, I'll probably end up seeing that movie, sadly. Because <laughs> it's what you do. It's what I do. It is. You support bad things. I do. I'm a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question comes from EA Net Dude. Wondering if Chris Guanche can read the back cover description on the Verticals Gundam The Origin book in the voice of the 1940s radio announcer guy. So he wants me to read the pretentious little blurb on the back of The Origin as old timey radio guy, which I will try to <laughs> oblige. So here we go, guys. Here it began and it stirs once more. The epoch-making initial season that set new standards of verisimilitude for televised sci-fi animation returns in comics form at the hand of one of the original creators. This definitive account, penned in our century, expands on the classic narrative with the same sense of purpose and verve that first lit up the screen more than three decades ago. Bonuses for this opening installment include an essay by perhaps the most celebrated of the influential series' students. By War Bonds. <laughs> I, you know what, Chris? I, I'd, I'd just like to applaud you on this, and I think I've just thought of a new Gundam segment. <laughs> People send in, and I'll help Chris, because I like to do the old-timey voices, too. Send in your summaries so we can do an old-timey segment. Like, just, like, one one an episode. It'd be freaking awesome. It'd be, like, a great thing to just put, like, in uh, between the segments or something, Soul Bro. I'm, uh, I'm down for that. I'm completely down for that. So, you know, don't give us a freaking war and peace summary, but give us something that, you know, maybe less than a minute or two. Uh, that'd be perfect. Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Look at that. Genesis of a new segment. Buy war bonds. <laughs> Buy war bonds. <laughs> like well, there you have it. So our next voicemail comes again from Rob, a.k.a. 
Philly Gundam fan. I had a quick question about uh, the Code Geass United States release. You know, when I started watching the show, I went online, I saw they had this box set for the, you know, the first volume. I guess they broke the first season down to three volumes. The first box set, did any of you guys pick that up? It was awesome. I mean, it had the sound episode in English, which you couldn't buy anywhere else. It had the first soundtrack, which, you know, was a $30 import. So, I mean, you know, you could get it for 40 bucks and had all these notes and it had all this background information and all these sketches and drawings. Did any of you guys get that? And I was also wondering, do you know why Bandai did that? I mean, I've never seen them do anything for any other show like that. You know, it was kind of kind of great. And what was also really cool about that was I was at a Best Buy in, like, 2010, late after the show file was, you know, completely released. And I saw that in the... Um, like a bargain bin. I got it for $10. So I actually have two of those and it was an awesome steal. So did any of you guys buy that box? Yeah, I got it for a really good, really good price. Like it was like such a ridiculous price. I just, uh, um, it was stupid not to buy it. And then I think like a year later, because it was DVD, I resold it on eBay for like 50% more what I paid for it. So capitalism. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to get it, man. I wanted it so bad, but I, I missed that opportunity. And uh, I sold but, the pieces. Yeah. I didn't sell it as a as a whole. I sold it as separate. Mm-hmm. That was the best. <laughs> I think I paid like twenty five or thirty bucks for it. I ended up making like about seventy eighty dollars off of it. Oh, you slimy bastard! God damn. Yeah. Read uh, is good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gordon Gecko. Okay, Quark. <laughs> so, I I did not buy it because I was holding out for Bandai to eventually release a Blu-ray, which obviously they never did. Yeah. And he also asked why did they do that? And at the time, Bandai was experimenting with these sort of premium boxes. They also were doing that with every volume of Lucky Star, except the last one which they did not do because it didn't sell well so they were trying to aim for i guess that premium buyer who's interested in all these extra goodies like soundtracks and you know all that other junk but obviously it did not work out because they didn't do anything fancy for code geass the second season and they stopped doing that stuff altogether with other releases so there you have it Hey, Chris, uh, uh, rule of acquisition 22 is buy low, sell high. Well, there you go. And our last voicemail for this segment comes from Arbiter Gundam. I was wondering what the three of you thought of the new mecha animes this season, those being Valbrave, Gargantia, uh, Majestic Prince, and, um, oh, well, that's pretty much it, isn't it? I was thinking of Attack on Titan for some reason, but that's not... Mecca. Anyway, so yeah, what do you think? I've been watching Gargantia since the beginning and enjoying it, but I haven't seen either of the other shows. How about you guys? Um, I actually have been holding off on watching the episodes of Gargantia because I've been um, watching them live, you know, commentary. So as a request from the stream, they tell me that they asked me not to watch them before we actually um, do the sessions. So I've watched the first four episodes of Gargantia. I, I think so far it's a it's a pretty wonderful show, and um, I like the uh, the character designs and the um, the look of the show. 
show and and the the disconnect because of a, a language barrier between the main character and uh, the people that he ends up uh, uh, teaming up with and the fact that he's slowly learning their language I, I, I kind of like that uh, that aspect of the story and um, I'm interested to see where it goes I I, I think it's a, a pretty cool it show. goes to some pretty messed up places Ooh, yes thank you you speak in my language but um for those who want to check out uh, when I actually watch the shows uh, head on over to tinyurl.com slash shinstation and you'll you'll see the next time I, I delve into more episodes of Gorganti I'm loving it so far I think it's a, a pretty cool a pretty cool thing um, I've just watched the first episode of Valbrave um, just because of all the talk about it and everything like that mm-hmm. um, I have not had the time with just things going on personally and then you know viewings for um, Gundam to see Gargantia or Majestic Prince but um, I will definitely jump on those when I get the first availability because especially Gargantia because I, I keep hearing a lot from uh, Solbro and Chris and, and, and just you know people in general so it's uh, it, uh, if anything I'm interested in watching those other two shows too especially I, I hear non-stop talk about Val Rave especially on the uh, the Facebook group for MHQ. Uh, people are really going nuts about that show so it probably be the next show i check out all right and there you have it which will wrap up the voicemail part of this and we are now going to jump into the regular mailbag questions which you can drop for us in the mecha talk sub forum for gundam okay so the first mailbag question comes from the foul sorceress who says give me your elevator pitch for gundam the anime so I, I don't do elevator pitches. I have minions for that. So what? you guys you guys take it away. <laughs> I'm goddamn anime. I'm Don Drapering this right now. I'm gonna you go bastard. Break and take a nap on my couch. Well, we. Well, I want to hear Solbro then. What's that? Go ahead, Solbro. Oh, well, me? Oh, well, I, I can do one. It's not a problem. Um, I I could just throw elements of what I would like to see in it. Um, you know, what elevator speeches, right? Elev- no, I have no idea actually. Okay. But, um... I know, well, no, I'll, no, I'll, no. You need to know what he's re- referencing. Right, An elevator speech is mm-hmm. something that you do. Um, it's it's a uh, it's taught in business school and stuff. Mm-hmm. If let's say you work at a large company and the CEO of the company is in the ele- you share the elevator with him, mm-hmm. you want to have a speech that's like about two to three minutes or so, usually a lot less, that just talks about you, some of the things that you've done, your background and things like that. Very quick and dirty, but you know, it hits it hits a, a few main points. So that's what an elevator speech is. Well, awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm completely uh, lost. Um, no, picture this. Um, an anime that looks like it's made in the 70s. We get uh, Tomino to come back to direct it. And it's about <laughs> the story <laughs> of of two guys who who wanted to talk about Gundam on a, on 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 the podcast and share their opinions of uh of 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 their favorite anime series to the world. And lo and behold, uh, they meet up with a a guy who is who who lives and breathes me- Mecca, and uh, he joins them on their quest to uh to to uh to to talk not- about nothing but Mecca anime and, and shows like that. And uh, I I I I have no I no no idea what else to say next. <laughs> Well, I, I'll, I'll play off. I'll play off your concept there, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say, look, there was a point where it was just a startup, two guys mm-hmm. in a garage talking about Mecca, talking about oh. the things that they love, mm-hmm. and then what happens? A large multinational conglomerate swallows us up. <laughs> MHQ.net, and now there's three of us, and we're just the the puppets to the puppet master Chris, and we talk about what he wants to talk about. We share his views and his feelings, and his ultimate goal is to have everybody hate everything and hate each other, and and nothing is good. 
The end. There you go. I'll That's fund it. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you're John Lovitz, because you got no money, you bastard. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right. Well, that that sounds as good enough as they come for me. So I, I approve. There you go. And, and we'll all set right. this, we'll set in the '60s like Mad Men. So we'll we'll wear all those uh, all those those crazy clothing. Yeah, wear like a freaking uh, a plaid sport coat or something like that with white pants. So w- who among us is the Pete of the group? Silver. Because clearly I'm Don Draper. You dicks. <laughs> So, Neo, does that make does that make you uh, Roger Sterling? Oh, his favorite character. <laughs> I, you know, I, I couldn't have a. You know what though? I I never used to like Roger, but mm-hmm. now I, I I like him now because he realizes what he is. So I'm good with that. I'm good with that. There you go. No, I we think, have uh, a a drinking game where people take a shot every time someone says. Have a seat or close the door. Exactly. You guys need to get it. You guys need to get it right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Pete. I'm Harry. No, you're, <laughs> no, you're Cooper. Pete, my freaking oh Cooper. Are you serious? <laughs> Cooper's the shit, man. Cooper is the shit. But that's, it, that's a freaking. That's a compliment. He's he's a mascot. <laughs> and your case. Oh, you dick. <laughs> well, I stand down. <laughs> All right. So our next question comes from, I believe, a first-time poster. Who will survive 79? Oh, nice. Nice. Wow. says, hey, guys, before I begin, I want to thank you guys for your class act show. It's something that I look forward to all the time, and I'm grateful that you guys are still going strong. Well, if you think that we're class act, then clearly you have pretty low standards. <laughs> oh, man. So – his first question, was Gundam Age popular in Japan? Did it have a significant ratings and model kit sales? Do you think it succeeded in hooking younger audiences a la G Gundam? I've tried to find this out for myself, but have had no luck. I thought it was a failure, but now I see a follow-up has been announced with the second-generation characters of Zehart and Asemu. Yes, it was a failure. The ratings were pretty low. I believe that in aggregate, they might have actually been lower even than Gundam X. Oh, oh, wow. And from what I recall of seeing the ratings throughout its run, it started off pretty decently with the first generation and then took a big dip in the second generation and just kept going further and further down throughout the rest of the series. And what's even worse than that was the Blu-ray DVD sales, which were abysmally bad and were lower than no-name late-night anime. Jesus, wow, that, that I didn't know. I had no idea that. I mean, I knew that it wasn't a hit in Japan. That much uh, that much was clear, but I didn't realize the Blu-ray sales were were yeah, I, I knew, I, No, I knew about that because we, we mentioned it in the news a long time ago. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the model kits I hear did so-so, and in terms of the OVA, that's what you would probably refer to as trying to recoup your losses, mm-hmm. yeah. which is, you know, they're slapping out this OVA that is at least half- recycled animation they're throwing in a few gimmicky things like the red legolas Mm -hmm. and maybe some other random variations probably just so they can just get some use out of all of those uh model kits they've got laying around and hopefully move some more of that stock that they've got yeah yeah probably 
damn age wow <laughs> so yeah not not a success and consider this ever since turn a every gundam series has gotten compilation movies turn a had two seed had three destiny had four and double o had three mm -hmm. age is getting one covering Ooh. not even the entire series so i think that says something about bandai's commitment to it trying to wean off of it quick <laughs> yeah probably just try to make a little bit try to turn it around so it's not that much of a black mark on them and then move on to the next thing which is gundam boyfriend <laughs> Number two, what Gundam or Mecha product, model kit, action figure, video game memorabilia, etc., would you most want to see be made? Myself, I'd like to see an SH figure arts of Shar and Amaro from the last episode of MSG. Well, I'll throw one out here that maybe you guys would agree with. Mm -hmm. Modern, and by that I mean next generation PS4, Xbox One, HD remake with a much longer campaign... Mm -hmm. Of Rise from the Ashes. Yeah. Oh shit, that's not yeah. a bad. That's not a bad idea at all. Yeah. Man, um, covering all of the One Year War. That would be that. That would be not bad. I mean, that's that's similar to the idea I I had, where um, I would love to see a game that would incorporate like every storyline that we know from the One Year War into one massive game, kind of like a a Giren's ambition, but something that's a bit more, uh, not just a, a strategy game, but something where you can you can you can play. Uh, different characters and you have different types of gameplay in it and you just get like the whole big picture of the one year war through all the different characters that had a role in it and um, I would love to see something like that sometime in the future yeah I think that would that would work pretty well um, you know anything I think anything even with like kind of the prequel of the one year war or maybe the early the early portion of it um, you know we, we've seen enough as it's going on, as it's, um, you know, it's conclusion and stuff, but maybe part of the buildup to the one year war would be kind of cool. Cause you could definitely see that was, there was a whole cold war type of deal thing going on. And, um, you know, that, that to me, that's always some interesting stuff is not necessarily how we got to this point or not that we're at this point, but how we got to it is always a lot more interesting to me personally. So Outside of that, um, outside of Mecha, because he he also wrote a Mecha product. I've always wanted a a master grade of the Estevalis from Nadesco. It's it's uh, it's it may not be everybody's favorite suit, but I've always always liked the design of uh, Akito's Estevalis, and I always wanted a, a master grade of that. So that'd be the other thing that I would I would like like to see. All right, and question number three, Chris, would you recommend Saint Seiya Omega? Ooh. No. <laughs> Now, I haven't even finished the first season, let alone watched what started of the second season, but mm -hmm. based on what I've seen, no. Especially if you've seen the original Saint Seiya. For one, the animation is terribly cheap. So cheap that there's bad animation in the opening, where usually you would expect to at what? least find the best animation for that minute and a half to sell the series. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> the pacing is... For the first half of the first season, just like a really, really generic um, JRPG quest mm -hmm. and pretty much copies the formula of the original series where you have these characters in a tournament fight that gets interrupted. Then they have to go out 
and uh, do this RPG quest. Then they have to go fight all of the gold saints through mm-hmm. each of the 12 temples, just like in the original series. Huh. The characters are all cardboard cutouts. And for all of the returning characters from the original series, aside from Seiya and Shina, they've all been recast. Oh, jeez. Now, okay. is Omega based on the uh, on a manga? Because I know Saint Seiya was. but it, no. are, So Omega's kind of like a Dragon Ball GT then. Pretty much. It's a made-up TV show sequel that uh, is not based on any pre-existing source. So it's exactly GT. Damn. Well. So I would recommend, if you like Saint Seiya, if you've watched the original series, if you've watched um, the Hades OVAs, go and watch Lost Canvas if you haven't seen that. That is a much, much better Saint Seiya story and much more nicely animated, even though it's incomplete. I've only seen. Or heck, that. go read uh, Lost Canvas manga to get the whole story. I've only seen the first, uh, the original show, and I, I always liked it. I just never had the opportunity to go into more Saint Seiya for whatever reason. Well, so, definitely check out the the Hades, which yeah, actually have finishes to. the story because um, yeah. they stopped the show back in the '80s because they yeah. caught up with the manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Hades was done much later as an OVA and finishes the story, and then Lost Canvas is a prequel set in the 1800s that uh, is just a really good story. Cool. So check, check that, that out. out. Number four, Soulbro. Oh boy. I'd like you to know that you are not the only person who decided to purchase an Xbox 360 over a PS3 because of a game called Mobile Ops The One Year War. <laughs> I've long struggled with sharing my overbearing shame, but I think it's time to come clean. On the topic of video games, have you ever joined the further reaches of gaming geekdom and gotten into speed runs? Thanks for everything, guys, and I'm sorry for bringing up Gundam Age. <laughs> At least he's apologetic. Um, I tried to do a speed run once of uh, the first Mega Man game, uh, Mega Man 1, which is extremely tough. But I wanted to test myself and try to do it, and I failed miserably. So uh, that's the only game I tried to do a speed run of. I would like to try doing another one with a game that I'm I'm pretty intimate with, but uh, it's just setting aside time and, and recording a, a game a game that I know inside and out. Um, I, I just oh, I, inside and out, huh? inside and out. Um, like Ninja Gaiden Two, our um, our Final Fight, or you know, a game that I played the hell out of, or even Turtles in Time. Or um, but that remake that's on uh, on on the current consoles is booty, so uh, <laughs> I probably won't choose to play that one. But yeah, I, I've tried it and I haven't completed one yet. Well, here we go. Now we know all two chumps in the world who bought a 360 thinking Mobile Ops would come out here. Oh, you dick! <laughs> that's probably two more people than uh, Bandai actually thought of. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> They're like, damn it, we we lost 120 dollars. Damn. <laughs> Actually, how could, we, we, how could we leave that money on the table? Actually, we could have, we could have gotten 140. We could have charged them a little bit higher price. They would have bought it no matter what. I pre-ordered the game. Them, could have sold them some DLC as well. Exactly. Got an online pass. <laughs> I pre I pre-ordered the game and they fell they 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 they, they fell on their the pre-order. So you got an email that That's just right. when you had an audio track that just laughed at you. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, that would that would be kinder. <laughs> I that picture you like, than what like you experienced, right? <laughs> going exactly. up to Mr. Band, I mean, like, please, sir, may I have some mobile ops? Oh. <laughs> I remember my disappointment when I walked up to the dude for Bandai at uh, Comic Con 2008 and asked him um, if that game was ever coming, and getting told, no, it's never coming. It's Thanks. it's it's done, and that's when I knew the nail was in the coffin. Choked on his pretzel. He's like, <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> <Not> that game. <laughs> 
Shock and Research suggested no one wanted that game. And did did you get the memo? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. Yeah, but yeah. Um, welcome to the club, sir. Welcome to the club. Question time, Chris. Question time. Okay, next we have the Hod who says, "Hello, gentlemen and Capcom maniacs." <laughs> Shouldn't it just be Capcom Maniac? Yes. If only. <laughs> Chris, in a previous podcast, you mentioned that you grew tired of the use of funnels, bits, bangs, balls of light. My question is, what are mobile suit gimmicks that you like and which ones you do not? Since you talked about funnels, you can just reply with your favorite. I love Transforming Mecha for the multi-role function of the suit. My not-so-favorite happens to be the special programming that boosts the mobile suit, such as Psycho Frame, Trans Am, FX Burst Mode, as I feel it becomes less about pilot skill and more about fancy suit specs. At least you need some skill to know when to transform your mecha for the right mode in a bad situation. Unless your name is Atherin and you're flying around in the savior in which you never know <laughs> you just you just do, do it, it transform constantly you just do it it's like transforming Tourette's oh. he just does it like just non-stop hey Athert <laughs> that transformation was gorgeous though man it was oh, like transforming it was like transforming porn that's what it was <laughs> That shit was amazing. That spammed the shit out of that transformation, man. So what I would like to see is something where a skill that the mecha has is reflected in a skill that the pilot has. Mm -hmm. I think the best example of this is in Double O when we saw that Neil DeLandy was not just a skilled sniper in the Dynamis, but in real life was a skilled sniper with a regular sniper rifle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So his ability was entirely dependent on his own skill and not just on the dynamuses. So I would like to see that more rather than, you know, some OS boost or some kind of random crap that just makes up for, you know, shitty piloting skills. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool thing because you're taking you're augmenting the pilot's art his his, his strengths that he already has and that makes sense. Yeah. I I know I like um when the when the pilot actually outgrows the suit to the point where they have to upgrade the suit to keep up with the pilot, i.e. the magnetic coating. <laughs> <laughs> and and the uh, the the changes they had to make to the RX seventy eight dash two in Mobile Suit Gundam, I, I think that um, I, I like it when that happens when the pilot just gets so good that the suit can't keep up. And uh, I don't think we see that a lot. Usually they just opt to give them a brand, give the character a brand new suit. But um, if they find a way to upgrade the suit itself, I, I always I always find that to be the better alternative. All right. And our next question is from Strike Zero, who says, when it comes to mecha crossover games. We're all familiar with the turn-based strategy variety like Super Robot Wars. Also common are 3D action games such as Gundam Versus or Another Century episode. My question to the Gundam crew is, what sorts of other genres would you like to see tackle the concept of mecha crossovers more often? For example, would you enjoy a fantasy RPG-style crossover featuring Dunbine, Escaflone, and Ray Earth? Or how about a fighting game in the spirit of Battle Assault where Domon Kashu and the God Gundam throw down against the likes of Mazen Kaiser and Gao Gaigar? Mm-hmm. Let your imagination run wild. The possibilities are endless. They are. <laughs> well, it's, it's no surprise which genre I would love to see. <laughs> I've always wanted to see a a, 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 sp- a spiritual follow up to uh, of uh, Tech Romancer, but with actual uh, mechas from uh, different different um, animes and and and, uh, and 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 just pretty much uh, mecha anime all together in one big crossover fighting game. I would love to see that. An RPG though is not a bad idea, honestly. I'm thinking Call of Duty with mecha. There you go. There you go. You Shout mean Titanfall? Titanfall. Titanfall. There you go. 
It's already been done. I'm just going to buy that game. Okay. <laughs> or, actually, or actually that or uh, robots playing football, which is always kind of fun. Kind of like that robot that's on the Fox show, the NFL that show. What? That robot. Yeah. <laughs> if you could just have a game where if you just take Madden and you just make it just giant robots, that'd be awesome. Well, you already had back in the old days, you had Mega yeah. Man Soccer yeah. and you had even before that uh, Mutant League football. football. So yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. But that was so long ago, though. So I'm going to be nuts and throw out Mario style Gundam platformer. <laughs> oh, or like or like uh, Scope Dog Mario Go-Kart Mario Kart. That would be cool. Like all the mechs that have like um, wheels, you know, kind of like the the nightmare frames from like the first Code Geass. Anything that that would be cool. Like a, a like a Mario Kart type of thing like that. That'd mm-hmm. be a cool game too. Sure, why not? Yeah, hey, man. That yeah. or just uh, like uh, you know uh, a, a surfing game with uh, Eureka Seven. How about a Gran Turismo style game with Chirico as he as you go to his garage and help to build your own custom scope dog and you take it to arenas and fight? It'd be the best. It and and be just kill best. everyone. <laughs> exactly. Just kill all of the people. Chirico. <laughs> It'd be awesome. All right, and our next question comes from Mobius Diablo, who is piggybacking off the question about uh, overused weapons. He Mm -hmm. says, what kind of weapons do you want to see have more prevalence in future series? My personal opinion is missiles. We rarely see them on Gundams. They're closer to home, and they could hold more missiles in the missile. Oh, man. This guy's taking the Macross approach. (laughs) Sure, why not? Yeah, but isn't isn't that contradictory, though, to the whole thing, especially in One Year War, that Minoski particles screw up guidance systems? That, I mean... Well, who says it has to be UC? uh, I know. My my thing that I want to see more is just, uh, is is more swords. (laughs) Like the freaking, what was it, the double O... Or no, the Exia with the seven swords. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see enough of, and not bean sabers. I'm talking just actual blades. I'd rather have just more bladed weapons than beam weapons. Because in a lot of ways, beam weapons don't, they're kind of, if you really think about it, it's kind of a dumb concept. So much energy being used, that doesn't seem like they'd be very stable. They're, they're holdover from the old Star Wars. That or magic. Man. Wow. <laughs> magic. Well, you got a point there. I mean, I'd love to, I would love to see something like that. Or baby old. dragons. That'd be my other thing. <laughs> Uh, a, f- a funnel system of baby dragons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always like the uh, the or the or um, system from or about battler Dunbine. So to see that brought into something that that's Gundam related would be kind of cool. Just don't um, bring the love story. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave that behind. Thankfully, I like the beam sabers. I know they're a waste of a, a, a waste of energy, but um, I always like the style of them. And maybe because we got to have green warfare. Indeed. Oh, <laughs> I guess we live in that age now, man. Well, Global warming and such. That's, that's actually that is happening. true. <laughs> Trust me, I, if anything, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But yeah, um, I, I, if I would like to see a weapon have more prevalence, is the beam saber. I always liked the uh, the style of it and um, and how it's used in a lot of shows. And I, I love melee fights, so um, to see that get more of a use would be kind of cool. All right. Next, we have Stagrider who says, "Are there any mechs that you didn't like when you first saw them, but change your mind over time, or conversely, mechs you liked?" that don't seem as nice as when you first saw them. Hmm. Well, to the first one, it took a while for freedom to grow on me because I initially just dismissed it as Okawara's lazy recycling and just a knockoff of the double X. Mm-hmm. But, it's a cool uh, suit, though. Over, over time, I, became, I got to uh, enjoy it more, especially in comparison to its, uh, its bastard oh, um, child, justice. the Strike Freedom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn. 
<laughs> I know the the mech I didn't like when I saw it for the first time was the uh, the Destiny. Actually, um, I'm not. I wasn't crazy about its introduction to um, into in, in the sea Destiny. But um, the different versions of the Destiny I've seen since then, like the ones uh, uh, the the model suits and whatnot that have come out. I I, I, I the suits kind of grown on me and its design, and uh, I don't think it's as bad as it used to be. Yeah, I'd have to say Destiny too. That was one that I just kind of looked at it and I was like, what the f? And then and then it just kind of grew and it, it grew on me and i think it was mainly because of the context of how it was sh- used in the show mm-hmm. but as as you actually look at the suit and you know for what it is it's a pretty cool suit i mean now that doesn't mean that i like the show i just mm-hmm. like the suit <laughs> Is that is that directed at a certain man of jabs? Oh no, I'm just directing that as a disclaimer. I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm just saying because I'm sure my I'll probably get oh you know now loves destiny no. But is that a, is that a disclaimer specially for a man of jabs? Is is that a, is that a jab at a certain man? It's <laughs> it's not a jab at a defender or anything like that or. or it's it's just the defense of my opinion. Okay. Indeed. Indeed. Eh. Disclaimers. <laughs> and a suit right. that I liked at first, but I did kind of, oh, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I really have one that I, as it got, as I saw it more, I didn't like it as much. I don't know. Um, you guys have one? I, I'm I'm trying to think really quick, and I, I just can't really um, think of one off the top of my head. Jesus. No, not, nothing that comes to mind. Yeah, usually that I just the... did not like, and then I slowly, you know. So that you liked, I, but. That, that I liked, liked, and then, uh, yeah. I, I don't really think of one. Hmm. I really can't think of one either because usually uh, I, 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 if I like a suit, I still like it to this day. All the suits I do like, um, I can't think of one that I've liked a lot less since then. Um, I'll tell you one that I liked and then I saw it more and I liked it even more. It was original Gun Tank. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I saw him and I just I kept seeing him. I'm like, he's got his little windshield and he's got his little his middle little machine gun arms. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is just the coolest little thing ever. Ingenious design, man. Yes, U.S. military or, order four thousand of these. We'll win the war. By we'll war bonds. Back, we'll beat back Hitler. <laughs> okay, so I can't think of anything that I like yeah, or really like. So I don't. I don't have anything. So we will move on then to Yokozuna Bulldozer who says, hello. (laughs) Number one, which non-tricolor, a.k.a. the poster, white, blue, and red color scheme Gundam do you guys think would have fared well with it? I.e. heavy arms, Kyrios, Blitz, Delta, full armor, etc. Also, which tricolored Gundam would have fared well with an unorthodox paint job? So to the first, I've seen uh, some fan model colorings of uh, various kits, like the Blitz painted in standard RX-78 colors, and it looks pretty badass. So that, that one looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curios people used to joke that it was orange Zeta. So I've seen <laughs> Curios painted too. in yeah. Zeta colors, and it looks good. Um, to the other side of that, a while back on Gundam Guy, they had a recolor contest with line art and one that looked pretty cool if i remember correctly was the age one gransa in titan's colors Ooh. yeah i saw that too and that looked pretty cool so those are my selections man uh i know that the curios would be my number one choice personally um I, in a perverse way i wouldn't mind seeing death sight uh being colored in uh in the, in the traditional red white and blue and, and yellow uh, really? colors yeah just to see it just to see it i, I know it probably won't look original death great. scythe or uh the the kiss version uh the kiss the, 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 the kiss uh, kiss, the death scythe <laughs> kai 
with the big platform heels and stuff. We might as well go full retards of that one. <laughs> well, you kind of have some of that because the Kotoki mm-hmm. redesign of mm-hmm. the original Death Scythe has uh, a white head and it's a lot it's got a lot more white in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that you can sort of extrapolate the rest of it from there. And uh, even though this is not a Gundam, but it's it appears it's a mecha that appears in the Gundam series, uh, because I've seen the Zeta the Zeta Zaku, I wouldn't mind seeing a Zaku painted in the Gundam colors. So just uh, as something to yeah, say. Yeah, but weren't it. the Hyzox that way? Were they really? Uh, I, I thought know. they were, or maybe I just saw something no. that yeah, they're usually Hyzox was maybe just somebody. Well, if, if, you, if you if you want to see uh, a, a Zaku or a Hyzak in Gundam colors, then all you need to do is watch SD Gundam yeah. Mark IV, the Wacky Races with the Nisei oh, Gundam. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Get out of here. Maybe that's what I'm referencing. <laughs> I was like, I thought I saw like a Hyzak in that color. So, well, an easy one would be probably uh, Ezox Gundam, the mm, duel. Nice. It, it was already blue anyways, but um, it, you know, definitely there. And I liked, I saw, just like Chris, I saw Curios in the Zeta colors, and it does look remarkably well. It, 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 it takes that paint scheme pretty well. And uh, what tricolor Gundam would I like to see with an unorthodox paint job? I would like to see the strike in red. And maybe like two-tone red, where you have that lighter like char red, mm-hmm. and then some of that darker, that darker maybe as accents with maybe a little bit of gold or in there somewhere, because uh, the the strike is just super sexy. That and a black kind of like midnight blue Exia. Mm, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Because um, Exia is a sexy machine too. I know. Sounds uh, good. I mean, uh, if I was if I was the Secretary of Defense, that's what I would be ordering: Exia's <laughs> and Strike uh, Strike Gundams. I'd love to see a, a stealth Zeta right off the bat. Um, oh, like a black one? Oh, yeah. Not, I, not, like they had that Tritons one in um, the Versus game. but that's like right. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty a sick. Stealth. I think you should shoot off an email to Chuck Hagel right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, in the, he's in the address book. but Oh, damn. Uh <laughs> Um, you know, um, you bring up a a, a red a, a red strike. I know we've seen a black strike thanks to the noir, but um, I would like to see the uh, if you had to make a suit red. Um, how about a red Methus? <laughs> oh. Three times as destructive. Uh, three times as as destroyable. But um, no, nah, I, I, a stealth Zeta is my number one choice. Chris, what about a what about a Gundam colored, a tricolored uh, scope dog with Chir- Chirico in it? How do you think that would work out? He'd still kill just as many people. <laughs> he would. <laughs> probably kill more because they'd probably be like, "Oh man, that's the hero suit." No, <laughs> I surrender. <laughs> You'll surrender when you're dead. Exactly. So, question number two. Which weapon do you each of you guys think is the most ridiculous weapon that has ever surfaced in all things Mecha? It has to be so ridiculous that you want to slap the person whoever thought up of it with a defrosted barracuda. I myself vote my personal favorite, the sword tomahawk from Getter Robo Go. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, there have been some bad weapons. Pretty dumb. Mm, uh, God, the sword tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, even though it's not so ridiculous, I sort of love the ridiculous uh, tools from Gal Gygar. I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I can't really. Well, I can't really. Missing, you're missing the biggest one. What's that? The Gundam hammer. Oh man, <laughs> this is the most ridiculous freaking weapon ever. On the fact of, it's just a mace with what rocket packs on it. 
that's actually somewhat useful though the one yeah. that's dumber to me and even more useless is the beam javelin oh god yeah that's right that yeah. seems to serve no function whatsoever unless it's just a stupid gimmick gundam olympics yeah mobile suit olympics that's just an yeah. accessory really um i can't really critique uh silly weapons from super robot shows because you know some they're they're not meant to be practical in any way shape or form they're just they're supposed to be way out there and and and, and nuts and I'm, I'm fine with that um i, I will give shout outs to the breast fire from uh Magazine z um which is just a crazy name but uh it's still a useful weapon um for gundam though i i, I like the i like the, the the hammer but the javelin i gotta say is probably just pointless he yeah i forgot about rarely used it well um but the 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 hammer came in handy in turn a gundam because that's really one of the few weapons that loran had yeah. so you know he had to he had to he had to pick what he, he had to, he had I to forgot take what he had javelin god <laughs> That, that probably was the first thing they freaking erased when they did those movie trilogies. Like, gotta get the javelin out. <sighs> what, what was the name of that that stupid accessory that Sailor used to drive in the TV show? Was it Jeep the uh, the Jeep? Yeah, thank you. That that would also be uh, in the in the pantheon of just a weapons. bunch of bunch of freaking uh, surplus parts, surplus <laughs> shields, and <laughs> tank treads, and it's like really. Definitely throw that into the into on on the shelf of bad weapons. Goldion hammer though was freaking awesome. Oh yes, <laughs> and destructive. Man, that weapon was. It, it's, he used it at the right moments. He picked he picked the right moments. I guess to use the other weapon. ridiculous one though, if you're going to do a ridiculous one, would be uh, the dividing driver. The fact that it would take it would what was it? It was spatial that it would like separate the city so nothing got hurt, but yet Galgagar could fight. Uh, the Zonder of the week uh, without destroying Tokyo. That was kind of a re- in the in the thing of like just ridiculous weapons, not like ridiculous stupid, but just ridiculous crazy. So that was that was it was, it was over the top, but the whole show was. <laughs> Anything on Gurren Lagan that was nuts? I know the drills, um, the drills that 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 pretty much split reality um, because they're so big and 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 destructive. I mean, it's Super Robot, so I can't really complain all that much about yeah, it. You but, can't, but that yeah, so. all right, moving on. Rodimus seventy six, who says, "Longtime listener since episode three when Chris joined the team, which I believe was episode four. So yeah, it was okay. <laughs> clearly you're not that much of a longtime <laughs> listener." <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you all for the years of entertainment you have given all of us and look forward to many more years. Neo has theorized that I want a job due to the high volume of articles I submit. Although that would be a great honor, I have way too many projects that keep me busy, but at least in a way I'm contributing to the show with my submitted articles. Nevertheless, when the robo apocalypse happens, I will stand ready to answer Neo's call for retaliation against the machines. There you go. Thank you. So you have that, and hey, even if you wanted a job, I wouldn't pay you, so <laughs> there's that to consider. So for his questions, number one, if you got your hands on a Gundam, let's say Wing Zero or Freedom, would you choose to do good or evil, and what would be your first action? Well, I just finished an evil playthrough of Infamous 2, so <laughs> give me give me Freedom, and I'll just go just wreck everything because I'll show all those bastards who's in charge. <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, give me freedom, but I would be like, it would depend what side you were on when it came to good or evil, because I, I would just do straight up um, celestial being. I would, you know, I would just pick and choose and be like, oh, celestial being did this. They're they're, they're gonna they're gonna support us on this one. No, wrong. I'm gonna kick your ass on this one because <laughs> So that's what I would do. I mean, I, 
I would pick freedom. Uh, I would try to do good with it, but you know, power corrupts. So <laughs> with all that beam spam, it's gonna be hard not to not do 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 evil. But um, I, I would I would try to be good if I could. All right. Question number two: Whether we like it or not, Turn A is a unique mobile suit in Gundam lore, and the only one to have been designed by a non-Japanese. Therefore, which non-Japanese artist would you like to design a new Gundam? Oh. For me, the name that immediately jumps to mind is Addy Granoff. He's a yeah. comic book artist, and he designed a lot of Iron Man armors for the comic and has worked on all three movies, plus the Avengers, designing a lot of the armors for the movies. So I would love to see his take on a Gundam. And if you and if you look at those armors, you can see in some ways the there is a little bit of the influence of, you know, he's been exposed to real robots, put it that way. You know, it's yeah. it's I'm not saying that he's taken anything from those things, but yeah, I would second that too. I I think that would be freaking cool. And, and if we can ever get to a point with these Marvel movies where we get to maybe we could see the the piloted Sentinels, that would be awesome to see how what their take would be on that. So Yeah. And you I, can especially see in Iron Man three yeah. when there's all of the variations again and like oh. crazy stuff. You can see more Japanese mecha influences in those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, just like in Gundam, you know, he takes the focal point, which is the Iron Man face mask, you know, the Iron Man face plate. And you could it's even though like each suit was like nuts, you looked at it and it's like you saw the face plate. You're like, that's Iron Man's suit. So, yeah. Yeah. Adi Granov is a real big, a real great choice. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember who did this, the special effects that work on um, the Lord of the Rings movies and work with uh, Neil Blomkamp. Um those people I'd love to see because they, they, they do really good designs uh, that I've seen for Elysium and previously for District 9. I'd, I kind of like to see them have a take on designing a, a Gundam, um, you know, one, one that would be able to be rendered in CG and look pretty effective. I'd love to see those guys work on it. All right. And the last question, which Gundam protagonist except Shar and Shin could have made a great villain? Judo. Wow. I could see Judo. No, no, I think he could have. He's... I think he could have done it. I mean, he still had, because in a lot of ways, you think about him, he he got he has kind of the sister complex like Char did. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a freaking um, he was a street kid. <laughs> I mean, he would steal crap. I mean, they were all little they were all little street thieves. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think he could have been uh, pretty well pre- a pretty good one. I, I think Flit. Setsna. Setsna yeah. would have been a Setsna would have been a freaking cocky. I mean, in, in a lot of ways you could probably think that maybe there was probably some some episodes he was a villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, Celestial B and were the bad guys at some points. So I, I gotta say Flit because he toggled with uh, his his anger for the the the, the you know the, the aliens and, and um and the fact that he was, you know, pretty much full of rage. You know, he could have uh, he he, he Oh, yeah. he, he walked a fine line, and he really came close to making a villain's decision in the last episode of Age. As much as we, oh, the we try to, the exactly. are hurting too. We, we try to, we try to forget that last episode. I met but. this one girl, and she was so nice. <laughs> so that 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 makes the, all the vacants are beautiful people just because she was so nice. Yeah. What did they ever do to you? Exactly. <laughs> and we almost wish that he did make that decision, but <laughs> not almost, totally, yeah, yeah. totally, one hundred percent. No yeah, I, but yeah, uh, he was he was a guy who actually walked a fine line too, and I appreciated that aspect of his character. I just wish the show delivered. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll throw out there. Uso. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. I'd like to see him go mad from 
all of the psychological trauma that he's endured and just become a raging psychopath. Yeah, but then Shock T would just nag him to death, so it would never work. He'd kill her. Good. Damn. First thing he put does. Keep, put her head in the helmet. Just have, just have a shelf of heads in a helmet. Mom, Shakti. Well, basically, he realizes, like, you are the cause of almost all of my problems. So Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Go die. Ouch. <laughs> That makes sense. And next, we have Die Gundam Lagan, who says... Number one, for the guys who played Mass Effect, don't know if Neo touched that series or not, if you can have your ship with an appropriate mobile suit of your choice, no quanta for your engineer ship, what MS would that be? Who will be your squad members and what mobile suits would you have them use? So have either of you guys played any of the Mass Effects? I played through a third of the first game. So uh, other than that, I haven't, I haven't played it too in depth. So just you answer this for us. No, just answer it for us. All right. So I'll have a fem ship and I'll put her in the Gundam Mark II. Oh, look at that. In N7 colors. I'll have, uh, as her squad, I'll have Garrus in the Gundam Dynamis, mm-hmm. which will be painted in Garrus colors. Nice. And always be ready for calibrations. <laughs> and I will have Rex in the Bolt Gundam to destroy things. Hey, solid choices, sir. Solid choices. Number two, what movies would you like to see Mecha in just for the hell of it? Shit. Um, the original um, Starship Troopers? <laughs> Since it was missing Mecha, that 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 was clearly in the story. Um, I would I would have liked to have seen that happen. Um, any stories that are like like sci-fi based, that any movies that are sci-fi based that have like invasions or or or, or whatnot. Um, I I say for I uh, ID four, I could I could just go without seeing that movie again. But um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Maybe um. Maybe Elysium that's coming out there, but I haven't seen all everything about it yet. I know uh, maybe there are me- there's Mecha in that movie, so you're just rambling at this point. Uh, Bad Boys Two, I would like right. to see. I would like to see Mecha in Bad Boys Two. That would have been amazing. Um, what else? I would have to say Machete. I would have liked to see uh, Mecha there. Okay. And my last one would have to be huh. Uh, Star Trek into dumbness and specifically the turn A. So everything, so it would just turn the movie to dust. So there you go. <laughs> Damn. All right. Um, Schindler's List. Wow. <laughs> wow. Because why the hell not? <laughs> oh, God. As long as, it, as long as it's being used against the Nazis, I'm good with that. Uh, anytime, <laughs> my thing with Schindler's List is every time I, oh, gosh. So depressing. It's like, what's worse, that or Grave of the Fireflies? I, I don't even really want to see Mecha in Schindler's List. I just felt like saying it for the hell of it. There you go. <laughs> this is our new Mecha. It's called a mechanical robot. It's beating the Krauts. Take that, Hitler. <laughs> Take that, Klaus. Why not? Because this would have made an entirely different movie. Mecha in Jaws. <laughs> the already was one. It was called Bruce. <laughs> wow. That would have. That would have. Yeah, that would have. That would have been actually pretty interesting. And, and have it be sort of like the space whale hunting armor from uh, Macross Dynamite 7. Oh, gosh. No way. Nice. That nice. would have been awesome. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would have been pretty damn cool, actually. I think I'd, I'd, I'd see that movie. <laughs> Here's my 1750. <laughs> <laughs> And next we have Rygens, who says, Sup, Gundamisters. Might use that one in the future. Okay. <laughs> who do you think is a better pilot when not using the signature Gundam? 
By the same token, who do you think is the best pilot that never got to use a Gundam? I would personally nominate Norris Packard from the 8th MS team for the second question. The way he wrecks Shiro's team and Neo's beloved gun tanks Ooh. stands out to me as a truly iconic moment for a non-Gundam pilot. No, Shoutouts to Solbro's God of War AMV for that one. No, 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 no. Those, not, those are not the gun tanks that I uh, support. Those, those are those bastard children. I like cheap knockoffs. Yeah, cheap knockoffs. I like original gun tank, especially when he's in space. There's little treads going. Well, all right. Um, so, what, what, what's your uh, what's your thought of a, a, a gun pilot? Who's a better was... pilot when now yeah. using their signature Gundam? Mm-hmm. That would probably be. I don't know. Yamato. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only one that comes to mind, but it was it is a signature suit. After a while, was uh, what's his face Mula Flaga. I mean, he had the strike, but the guy yeah. could fly anything. But if you're talking the actual protagonist, oh man, maybe Camille. It seemed, you know, yeah, I'll say Camille. I think I think Camille was okay. But then wait a second, maybe that. But Armo too, because Armo kicked ass in Gun Cannon. Armo, then fuck it. <laughs> All right, Solbro. Um, I I I think Armor is a good one, especially since uh he if, for a while he was uh piloting a, a a suit that wasn't a Gundam for a while, and he managed to to survive and 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 do pretty well in that. And that was in Zeta. Uh, out uh, the other uh the other damn question. it, Izak, because Izak kicked ass in Zaku later on. Oh shit, that's hey, right. Fuck. That's right. He did. He did hold up. Um, <laughs> I can't think of too many other candidates because most of the time the Gundam pilots you see in their Gundams. Uh, I, I do have uh, uh, an answer for the second question. Um, what's his name? Uh, let, let Chris. Uh, uh, let Chris uh, I'll, I'll, answer well, the first one first. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. I'm gonna go with Judo because even after upgrading <laughs> to the double Zeta, he seemed to do better in just the old Zeta. Yeah, that's true. Damn it. And he would keep going back to using it, even yeah, though he especially had... Especially on Earth. Yeah, it was yeah like, especially yeah. on Earth, where Double Zeta was a useless piece of trash. Jesus. <laughs> Chicken. Or in general, Ruruka's where it was a useless out. piece of trash. Yeah, Ruruka's ass out. Hey, get, get, take, the, take the Double Zeta. I'm taking Zeta. Yeah. So for the second question, I'm just going to be lazy and say Norris, because, yeah, he, he could have kicked so much ass with the Gundam. Um, mine is uh, Graham Aker. Uh, Graham Aker was a pretty badass pilot. Yeah. And um, I would love to see him have a Gundam of his own. Yeah. He had a pretty pretty cool suit on uh, all the time, all his uh, on all his outings. But to see him in a Gundam, I think he would have done a lot of. A, a what are you talking about, that. Graham Aker or Mr. Bushido? <laughs> that guy, uh, either or, either or, I think he, if he if he was given a Gundam, which he would never pilot one because of his uh, his hatred for the suit. But um, to see him in one would have been kind of cool. So I, I second out, but I will also piggyback on another Double O character, mm-hmm. uh, Papa Bear. Oh yeah, Sergey. I would have loved to seen Sergey in a freaking Gundam. He would have been badass in one, man. But we guy. already saw him kick ass in a in a Jinx, so that that's yeah. uh, the closest. But it wasn't a true to... Gundam. Yeah, it wasn't a true Gundam though. So oh, he's Gundam a little bit more. But okay, man, Sergey. Oh, we shitting on my parade, Chris. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Beasted. <laughs> Okay, so next we have Proteus, who mm-hmm. says, number one, which version of Haro did you guys like? The original UC, Seed, Double O, or Age? For Neo, would you bring one along with you when the inevitable Robopocalypse happens? They have been proven useful and loyal thus far, but I don't know. Man, they have their ulterior motives. I can see it in their eyes. Indeed. <laughs> well, I, I nominate Double uh, O, uh, Haro. Uh, you know, especially uh, Lock-On's, both uh, versions of Lock-On, his, his, his little, uh, you know, his little co-pilot there, because that thing 
he w- he was sitting there flying the freaking mobile suit while uh while lock on sniping and I don't know if I'd bring one on. They are pretty loyal, but damn it, they're still a robot. They're still a robo. But don't don't, don't forget those horror bugs from the turn A manga Ooh. that um, have oh, killer God. teeth. Yeah, that's that's what, and that's why I'm I won't bring one along because I saw the turn A <laughs> manga and yes, yeah. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, pretty not, much. Not a good uh, thing. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, the horror I would select is uh, is from original UC, but um, specifically the one from uh, Victory Gundam. That horror was man's best friend. Uh, freaking Uso. Uh, he couldn't have a better partner in crime than that. That, uh, that, horror that Victory poor Gundam. damn dog. Flanders. Oh, my God. Flanders, man. Even Flanders got outshone as man's best friend. <laughs> well, <laughs> because, and, because and then Haro literally saved Uso's life when uh, yeah. Kajina stabbed him in the back and he was mm-hmm. falling and it grabbed him with its mouth. Nice. Nice. That's exactly. That's that's why that, that Haro is the MVP for me. The MBH. Most valuable Haro. <laughs> there you go. And I will also go with Double O just because they have so many functions and are yeah. useful. But uh, close runner-up on Victory Haro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two, what gimmick would you like to see in future incarnations of Haro? Hmm. Roomba version. Uh, someone put a replicator inside of him for, for meal creation? Replicator <laughs> <laughs> Haro. That, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea, man. I would like to see it store uh, monsters that you catch and can use in battle. There you go. Wait. <laughs> a, a wild Haro has appeared. That's been done. <laughs> Pokey Haro? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. Number three, what gimmick would you like to see? Number, I'm sorry. Which of the following deaths would you rather have? A, pierced through the cockpit and left there to rot. That girl Ooh. from the Shrike team. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, the one. Oh, with the mass driver? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That was brutal. Damn. <laughs> yes. Duh. <laughs> Number two, microwave popcorn seed. Oh, yeah, man. The Redenbacher? <laughs> C. Cut in half and then blasted to smithereens, Nicole from Seed. Oh, damn. Jeez. And D, Uso's mom. No, wait. Wow. Wow. That's Can't the- I just die in my sleep? <laughs> no, these are your four choices. Damn. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with the Redenbacher because that's the quickest. <laughs> that's that's, um, that's no, quick. And that, that that was some like prolonged pain. I have to go with A because I would imagine being vaporized by a mobile suit's beam saber would be pretty instantaneous. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and and there's already a monument for you. There's a statue for you because she said she got them up to space. So yeah, I'd have to say A too because microwave popcorn they were getting boiled first. Yeah, you remember, it took a while to pop. Yeah, they got boiled and then they popped. Don't want to be baseball bat and God. You know, there's always that debate on if you get decapitated that you're still alive for, you know, a couple seconds as your head has got lopped off. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, no, 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 no. Yeah. Pierce, yeah. A, A, A. And the last question. Same question as above, but for Keo instead. Oh, jeez. All, of, all of the above. Yes. <laughs> I can't argue that at all. All of the above, please. And thank you. At the same time. <laughs> yes. There you go. Next, we have AJQ32, who says, Greeting Gundam Meisters. I'm here with some new questions for you. Number one, 
there's always been a debate about how dubs sometimes change the dialogue to make it make sense to a non-Japanese audience. So my question is, are there any instances where you think the changes were for the better? Like for me in Seed, when Nickel dies in the Japanese version, he says, my piano, but in the English dub, he says, Athrun run, which I think gives him a much nobler death. Okay, number one, you're wrong because he was 15 and he liked to play the piano. <laughs> so... He had to say his piano because he was 15 and he liked to play the piano. Mm. That wordless, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't. I can't pick of any um, specific instances. Well, honestly. he brings up C, and I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. The names. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Rala Crusade and Mula Flaga. In the Japanese, they were they were a little bit different. And I, I was kind of cool with in English. Well, the names they, were the same. It was just the way that they were spelled. Yeah. yeah. So really stupid originally. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there has to be some things because um, sometimes some of these um, these shows they have that Japanese specific humor in them. Yeah. So. But Gundam I, tends to not be. Yeah. Full of Japanese specific humor since it's more international. And space-based, so... I, I, you know, well. the thing is, is with his... When he says, my piano, though, it makes a lot of sense because the build-up up until his death is he's talking about being a piano player yeah, and that yeah. being his dream and stuff and his passion, so... He sees I mean, his dream slipping away just as his life yeah, is slipping away. His, his freaking piano just went away, so... I mean, I, I, I know... Mm -hmm. I'm cool with my piano, to be to be honest. I mean, I know we've crapped on it before and, and made fun of it because it, it is kind of dumb, but... In the context of what the character was, in the context of the story, you know, hey, when you're about to die, you might. I'm sure people are going to say stupid things or things that just seems out of place mm -hmm. when they're on death's door. I mean, I, I know when I approach this question, um, what I think about is uh, when I first introduced these shows, I watch fan subs, so a lot of times they're not. Um, categorically the uh the most accurate translations but they are they get to the gist of what's going on then i'll watch the english version and i'll see that you know that's that's the the, the official localized version of the show and i usually don't go around and watch the show in the the actual official japanese version unless i just happen to just want to watch the show again in japanese which is very right. um very rare so i can't really answer this question on an official level um and then you got a show like mobile suit gundam which i've only seen in english i haven't had the chance to buy the um the re-release of mobile suit gundam yet on dvd sucks so, for you yeah i know i wish i, I jumped oh, on that when yeah, i had a chance still got, still got the cartoon network one yeah. so. I, I actually brought it i actually bought it for my brother for christmas the first the first half and i meant to buy so myself a copy yourself i should have actually but um brother he didn't know he didn't own it so i wanted to get him a copy of that and i i'm gonna borrow from him and check that out. <laughs> i got it for him for christmas <laughs> so it's, anyway um i i do need to sit I down and watch that show in japanese just to see exactly how different the the dialogue is in comparison to the japanese version but um in comparison to the american version but um i'm sure there's some stark differences in dialogue okay i had nothing well yeah. all right <laughs> Question number two, if Lego was ever going to make a game based on Gundam, which series or movie would you like to see them use? For me, I would pick G Gundam. I can just see Lego Domon going into a bar in episode one and pulling out a George Lucas pick instead of his brother, as well as other sight gags the Lego games are known for being used in G Gundam. Yeah. I'll go with G Gundam because I, I yeah. think Domon with that Lego smirk would look hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, could you imagine a Lego Schwartzbruder like, with his little, little his, the little crazy face on it on his with his mask and Lego Master Asia? Yeah, there's you, no, can't, all, you can't get any better. All the characters are practically action figures as is. 
<laughs> the only other series I could think of is uh is is Gundam Gundam Wing is nah. the only other one I would see. Nah, uh, nah, be, you're wrong. Like, oh, you're wrong. Oh, turn I'm, A. I'm wrong, huh? Turn A. Turn, turn A. A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Turn A. Right. Turn A before Wing. Yeah. Yeah. Turn A. It's, it has colorful characters, so it would probably make for great little like, fish. Yeah. Laurent's fish. <laughs> That too. That too. What about uh, Double O? No. Oh, too serious. Yeah. Oh man. And Sachi would break apart all the time. He would. And and deliver Lego pizza. <laughs> <laughs> he could. He could. You could. You could have him be stationed in the little like the Lego pizza stand. Actually, shouldn't he be in the Betty Crocker Easy Bake Oven? Shouldn't he be part of that? Sure. Why not? Why there not? you go. <laughs> and the last question from him: Have any of you ever played the game? Mobile Suit Gundam Crossfire, and if so, what do you think of it? I think it's one of the more realistic Gundam games so far, especially with how your mobile suit can take damage and lose body parts during the battle, and how it takes time to repair them afterward. Well, if you think that alone makes the game realistic, then <laughs> you have some funny ideas about that because that game is horrible. Yeah, I was going to ask so you. It's so buggy. It's a. I've played it. It's a terrible game. If you that's, want a realistic Gundam game, Rise from the Ashes. That's PS. That's the PS3 uh, Gundam game that came out at launch, right? Yes, the horrible that's, PS3 I, I, launch title. I didn't, I didn't play it. So. I played a little bit of it, and it was not good. It was not good. I, I agree. Uh, Rise from the Ashes is a, is a much better choice. <laughs> the it, it's so bad. It's the game that doomed Gundam in America to never release anything that's not Dynasty Warriors. Oh shit! <laughs> it's true though. It's true. They- and due to time constraints, I hope to get through more. But our last question for the segment will be coming from Bent Noir, who says, "Which two Gundam protagonists do you think would get along the best with each other, and which two?" get along the least well with the exception of Kira and Shin. For what, the first question or the second question? Uh, I guess least well would be Kira and Shin. Okay. For okay. obvious reasons. Yeah. So for the first question, I think that uh, Judo and Garrett would get along really well because they're yeah. both orphans and, and sort of junkyard kids. Mm-hmm. Since Judo's parents are so absent that he might as well be an orphan. Not a nice... And, not, they both, not... and they both collect mobile suits and sell them off, so... Yeah. Not a bad choice. Um, I know my my first thoughts definitely go towards Hero and Setsuna. Uh, those two, they would they would they would they wouldn't even say a word to each other, but yet they would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think even Setsuna might find Hero too creepy for him. Damn, damn, Hero boy, yeah. getting a bad rap. Yeah, because he because he killed the little girl and his dog. Is that why? Is that is that why? Yeah. <laughs> Sessida will say, I don't kill girls and dogs. I'm better than you. <laughs> I, I got another one to throw out as well for the for the first question. What's that? Uh, Asamu and Seed Athrin because oh, they're God. both trying to impress their daddies. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would actually think Garrod and Laron would get, pretty, go, uh, get along with each other pretty well. They're kind of opposites. Mm-hmm. But they're so kind of even keel and kind of easy going mm-hmm. that I could actually see them. And plus, Garrett would always be able to have food because for some reason, Laurent always likes to make meals for people. So, you know, <laughs> I was thinking of someone to pair up Laurent with, but um, that's actually a pretty good choice. I, th- I think I, I think that's just because they're a little bit more well adjusted. And of course, I mean, he's one of the lower end uh, gun protagonists. But of course, freaking the long lost twins duo and Garrett. I mean, my there God. That'd be. <laughs> <laughs> so you, what we're basically saying is Garrett gets along with everybody. <laughs> uh, or most people. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe original lock on 
and I guess he's a kind of protagonist with Quattro. I could see them kind of being getting together because they're kind of older guys. Mm-hmm. So I could see them kind of getting a little bit, you know, I could see them basically at the bar having a drink. Not much, not much being said, but, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. And how about least well? Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out there Shin and Kyo. Shin and, oh, damn, son. Oh Jesus. my God! That's like which would hopefully end with Shin murdering Kyo. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send him an email saying that uh, the Kyo supports Orb. Flit and armor. They would. I would say Shin and Laron. Those two probably wouldn't get along well <laughs> at all. Why is it all going to Shin? <laughs> <laughs> Shin's just got a problem with everybody. Uh, <laughs> if 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 Garrett is the most easygoing one, then Shin is the least. <laughs> the opposite end, man. Um, Camille and Shin would not get along well with each other no, either. No, not at God, all. because Shin would just probably just make fun of his name too. <laughs> I think Camille wouldn't get along with a lot of them, to be honest. I honestly, oh, yeah. To, yeah, I think Camille would have a problem oh, with a lot Garrett. of them. Oh, yeah, that, Camille. Yeah. <laughs> That wouldn't happen. That might be a bad situation. Uh, yeah, outside of those, I, I can't think of much else. What about Uso and uh, Asamu? That worked pretty well, you think? They probably wouldn't wouldn't like each other. I don't know. I mean, I can't see too much that they wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't see that they would have beef with each other, but maybe they just wouldn't get along chemically. I'm not sure. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a break because we've wrapped up the mailbag and we'll have more questions answered in the mailbag segment of the next episode. We'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Forget Gears of War 3 and 9.4. Ugh, those guys have rocks in their head. It clearly deserves at least a 9.6. Bro, why do you even care? Modern Warfare 3 is a far superior game in every way. You guys are still playing with your consoles? You can't fully immerse yourself in true PC gaming. Are you sick of nerd ragers making you feel like your games don't matter? Or do you feel like professional game magazines have sold out and only cover major releases? Sure you are, so join us here at SecondOpinionGames.com and let us make your video game conversations fun again. Our main podcast focuses on all gaming news, big and small. And don't forget our other podcasts where we talk about video game collecting, fighting games, the best games you've never played, and other just mindless and mindful ramblings that entail what our main focus is. Let us be your first stop in Second Opinion. So stop by SecondOpinionGames.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this 
is not that podcast. www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. In a world where podcasting is king, you are listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. And you've been listening to episode 126, where we had another mailbag blowout with our postmaster, Chris. He, of course, uh, we have been well overdue on uh, getting some uh, voicemails and letters out. So uh, we're going to need uh, a new surplus. So you guys make sure to call the hotline and, and, and ask us questions and also submit to the, uh, the mailbag thread at uh, mechatalk.net. And uh, before we close out this episode, do you guys have any last words? Let's do the mailbag. Oh, shit. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Round two. Oh, man. Neil? No, I don't have anything. Well, man, you guys definitely peep these websites when you have the time. Head on over where the magic happens. MAHQ.net. That's the Mecca and Anime Headquarters. Also, make sure you visit Gundam.net. The official website for the Gundam at MAHQ podcast. And where you can download and find information on this episode and our entire back catalog. Join in on the conversation at mechatalk.net where you can also find official forums for Gundam. Where you can submit questions, topics, and reply to anything that we said in this episode. All other links for Gundam at MAHQ can be found at about.me slash Gundam. There you will find links to us on iTunes. Facebook, YouTube, and our other media facets. After listening to Gundam, the next podcast you should be listening to is Chaos Theater, MAHQ's other podcast that focuses on other facets of nerddom, hosted by the webmaster of MAHQ himself, Chris Guanche, and everybody's favorite pedal bear of the South, Pedro Cortez. Listen to them at chaostheater.blogspot.com. Shinjuku Station also has a podcast that focuses on fighting games called Fighters Ready, hosted by Gundam's own Solro Ryu and his co-host, Nick the Stampede. Fight your way on over to fightersready.net, where you can download episodes and join in on the conversation. And that's it for episode 126 of Gundam at MHQ. We'll see you guys next episode. New hostile target detected. Hey, Mr. Sagara. I'm the Madam Captain. Mr. Sagara. (laughs) Madam Captain, I'm afraid I don't understand the current situation. Situation? What is that supposed to mean? The current situation is unfavorable. Shut up! Hey, it's okay with me. If you call me Tessa from now on, it's kind of like it was all a nice dream and I really don't want to wake up from it. <laughs> the dream? I really don't understand what you mean, Captain. Direct hit. Will you be quiet? Cavity. Oh, Mr. Sagra, you big meanie. 
tell me what I have to do to get you to call me Tessa one more time, huh? Situation is dangerous. I'd do anything to hear you say that again. <sighs> well then, Tessa. I mean, Captain. I need to call the medic for you, so please try to compose yourself, all right? Uh-oh. <laughs> Enemy is displaying abnormalities. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. Back in the day, 70s and 80s, you didn't make a move in North Jersey without this one up your ass. <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Please. Want to talk about stand-up guys? Sorry, Beats. Hey, Carlo. We got some more champagne, please. Hey, remember that yoke let the feast mounted off to your cousin? <laughs> this maniac <laughs> threw a vat of hot oil right from the Zeppelin stand on his plate. <laughs> oh, my God. You powdered sugar? He would have been done. <laughs> <laughs> And Tom, uh, remember when we all rented that house down the shore with the bed bugs? <laughs> Summer of 78. Carlo, Silvio, Frankie Napoli. Place up the beach. Yeah. Sonny Spence from the Bronx rented it. Huh? That's where that hippie kid mysteriously drowned during that party. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, Tom. You okay? Yeah, yeah. You sure, T? You're being kind of quiet. Well, ask us, uh... Remember when it's the lowest form of conversation. 